I've been recording this whole time. Excellent. I think. Yes, I have. <laughs> what the f*** is going on down there? Metroplex deck. Roll on roller coaster. That, that thing is This huge. is such a good precedent, though. If they're going to design, even if the battle cards are using other cards from the set, if if they are designing a city deck and it's already done packaging-wise, that gives them, what, three other ones of these they could potentially do to keep the game go, going fresh if the city, you know, format is good and works. Like, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah. So, well, on top of that, I, my bet is that big city card for Metroplex is just going to be like a big, like it's just a transformer. It's just in really big. Well, there's, there's a point system maybe, for your character cards, um, right? So, like Scamper, Six Gun, and Slammer each two or three points, and then Metroplex is whatever the remainder is to twenty five. Yeah, even he's thirty five. Math. Health. I don't need to math today. <laughs> I guess like his whole thing is he has one defense, so he's really easy to hit. Right. Well, well, if you're that big, I would assume you're easy to hit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is it, the, the, isn't there a phrase hitting the broadside of a barn? <laughs> How about hitting the broadside of a city? Yeah. So, like, if this game takes off, huge, and mm-hmm. like they just have to keep coming up with sets and doing bigger, better stuff. Like, if they ever do like a Primus and a Unicron, they just make like a table. Well, you see that box, right? That box is the card yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's got to be bigger than that. It's so, city, so, so in it's magic, like, it's, it's, be like, it's just your playmat. In magic, yeah, you gotta, it's like you got to take everything off the playmat, flip it over to the other side. They, they had these two cards. It was these two, like I think, Phyrexian infected angels who could like body horror combined together into a giant mm-hmm. angel horror. And the way it worked is you could flip the cards over, and each one of them had half of a bigger card on the back. There were four or five of those fuse cards. Yeah, and I, I, I never saw them until I was looking at or meld. Yeah, meld cards. I was like looking at uh, it was in one of the um, one of those from the vault sets, and I was like, this is so cool. And so I'm thinking, you know, worst case, they could just print a couple of Metroplex Titan sized cards that you just like line up together. Four of them. Also, combiners. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the obvious one. Uh, no, like the idea is like Unicron is the playmat, and the game type means you have to finish the fight before Unicron transforms because that flips everything over and everyone dies. What if Unicron's the playmat, and then like different sectors of him are represented by car- by Titan cards, and if you can keep all their health down, it prevents him from fully transforming or something. Hmm. Oh, this is funny. the fact that they're friggin' it's the part where it's Slammer, Six Gun, and Scamper are the character cards who team up with Metroplex, where I'm like, I feel like they actually care a little bit more than perhaps they could have for a licensed game. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, already watching how the game works, I was like, that seems like a pretty solid system for, again, what could have been a really phoned in, like, you know, just health and damage kind of game. Right. Uh, anyway, hi, welcome to WTF and TFW. They're making a Transformers card game. It's Wizards of the Coast. We can talk about magic if we want. It's on topic now! Uh, hi, Aaron. Hi. Uh, you're going Gen Con in, like, a, what, a, a day or two? <laughs> yeah, in, uh, like, 36-ish hours. Yeah. <laughs> News will never stop, because I am going to guess we will have some reports yeah. on this Transformers card game at a Gen Con. Yeah, I'll... I'll even call into the next episode and talk about how dumb this game is. Let's just do a supplemental. You sh- totally shouldn't buy it. You totally shouldn't buy it. <laughs> so that I can buy it all. So that, no, you shouldn't you buy it. You all should buy it after I buy mine. 
Yeah. Uh, TJ Omega, hello. I'm going to get that that Alpha Metroplex, oh, sit on it for 25 years. <laughs> TJ, welcome. I'm, I'm sorry, you're going to be surrounded, but now that I'm all in the cards and I, and, and, uh, I clearly got Aaron into cards, is my story I like to tell. Uh, you're, in a, you're in a card game sandwich here. Yeah, yeah. It would be peer pressure, except I don't care. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> the upside is you can't really peer pressure someone over the internet into card games because there's the whole requirement of playing them on a table. Yeah, well, yes, this is true. Although, you know, I've seen it happen where someone's like, I'll get my friends into it. Because, you know, this happened to me with with uh, the World of Warcraft card game because I was like, oh, I'll get into this thing because it's an MMO and I'm playing one that isn't this MMO. I'm sure I'll find people to play with. Never did. Sold all those cards. It was fun. I got I got the chase card where you got a code for a turtle mount in game, and I sold that card on eBay after I got it for like a hundred and eighty dollars because I didn't play World of Warcraft. Um, anyway, we got some Transformers news today because the news don't stop. I was whining about this to Aaron earlier. Uh, we we have mm-hmm. long period. I mean, you know, it makes sense because it's convention season. But boy, does it feel like we had a long period with, you know, bits and pieces. You know, lots of time for listener questions, and this is like the second week in a row. It's just a big scat of photos, which means we should maybe kind of speedily just catch up a little bit on San Diego Comic Con for you two guys. Uh, what with an entire toy line getting revealed there for the or at least conceptually revealed there for the most part. Um, I'll start off. Do either of you have anything to say about uh, about any of the Cyberverse reveals? Anything that really stood out to you? Cyberverse just isn't exciting me. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll be a line where I fall back and go like, oh, yeah, I got a whole bunch of masterpieces to catch up I on. I think once Warrior toys are coming out and we can clearly delineate them from the other uh, ones, and especially the Scouts, uh, it'll at least be an easier line to like start poking at. Because in the maybe. in the picture spam, it's like, you know, every other photo you're seeing one of the Scout toys who has a half-alt mode, and it's like, wait, what's going on? Oh, yeah, Scouts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind and of the weird. Thing though. is, those scouts look similar enough to everything else. Yeah, like they're great sculpts, so it's hard to tell. Like the scout from a deluxe, maybe sometimes you're like, why is he just sitting down at himself? Oh no, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is weird seeing all the gimmicks because also the ultras are like big you know big i've got this gigantic gimmick on my backpack things yeah and the, but then like what the supremes are the ones who are kind of like the warriors but bigger yeah this weird is weird, almost like almost like an animated thing where certain size classes are all gimmick based yeah mm-hmm. and did you see so bald matrix has been buying up the the cyberverse toys he's been finding because you know he's a masochist uh, and those, those, the, I think it was, it's the scout ones that have like the, the, you know, the big action gimmick. And I was so sure of stuff. Like I thought that, you know, the wing slice gimmick that the seekers tend to have, I thought it was going to be like, you know, blades pop out of the wings or something. Did you see his video of what the Starscream wing slice gimmick is? No. He, no. Like, Starscream twists at the waist. And the idea is he hopefully does it fast enough. It makes his wings dip forward because they're just on like a loose rivet joint. And, like, that's it. And then, like, I don't know. There's less to those gimmicks than I thought there was. Uh, at least so far. And, uh, I mean, this this is, this is you know, seeing something uh, on screen. But, like, it, it, it also doesn't help that, like, some of the brighter plastics, you can, like, see the silhouette of his fingers behind them sometimes when the light's shining through them. 
yay and it's like this this seems like a real everything i try i'm trying so hard to not just dunk on the scout toys because that's far too easy uh doubly so with them not even really being for us but man it's hard to not dunk on those scout toys so far uh well, that, 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 we can bump over to the movie stuff quickly. We, you know, we saw some of the new uh, studio series stuff for the Bumblebee movie. Again, anything, uh, anything really hit you guys there? We got what was it? A bunch of the Volkswagen uh, Bumblebee, and we got uh, we got Helicopter Boy, and then a wall of uh, a wall of repaints and remolds. Yeah, thrilling. <laughs> at least they let us know right like i remember they said up front like studio series at one point is going to house a whole bunch of what would have been the generation's bumblebee toy line mm-hmm. so you know you can see where that part's happening <laughs> uh, I think the most excited i got was like the gold repaint mm-hmm. the, having the the other half of the uh the other half of the dino cassette combiner that's which I totally called. That was that, I'm so happy that that whole thing was confirmed quickly because it was it was fairly straightforward a theory. But if it took until like October to confirm it, I think it would have blown yeah. out of control. Yeah, yeah. Good to announce it now before the uh, Hasbro Toy Shop release of the first set. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I have the second set pre-ordered before so, yeah, the first so set so. for sale. <laughs> Yeah, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's good that they announce that ahead of time. It's good that they have us ready and all that. It's going to be a feeding frenzy on the 16th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. F- I am friggin' fingers crossed that some of that stuff is at Fan Expo, so I can just you know worry about finding someone here that could uh, give me a hand getting it because I don't want to deal with Hasbro Toy Shop if I can avoid it. Um. Well, the, and the big news from San Diego. This is stuff we probably really want to throw some thoughts down on. Is we got to see a whole bunch of siege. That's what I'm going to call it because there's a bunch of of Cybertrons and for Cybertrons and etc. And it all makes it very confusing. Siege with Cybertron. Siege with a side siege of Cybertron. Siege side Cybertron. Siege, siege and sprinkled to Cybertron with with uh, jelly on the middle. Um, Ooh. Yeah. What type of jelly? Uh, it's hey, it's question. your choice. We have a big menu here at Siege Donuts. Um, so, so obviously, you know, we got, we got the amazing reveal that, uh, that the one that we got while we were at TFCon of guess what the vehicle modes look like. They look like squishy earth mode, uh, deformity things with boxes attached to the, the, the tops, but we got to see more of those vehicle modes now and did it, I don't know. How are you guys feeling about the aesthetic on this thing? I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't dislike it for sure. Yeah. But it's just like. I was hoping for like it to lean into like the video game Cybertron look. Well, they announced they said right from the get go that it wasn't going for the video game look. That the idea was to replicate uh, more more closer to the idea of what they looked like in G one before they came to Earth. They, they sure don't do that. Yeah, no, they don't do <laughs> no, that either. Not really. <laughs> I mean, we haven't. The only one we have like seen so far is like. Optimus Prime, because we like we know what he looked like on Cybertron. The rest, you know, like I, I never saw a Cyber, like I never saw a Cybertron, like Ultra Magnus. I assumed he was Cybertronian. Yeah, Ultra Magnus is still my favorite of all the stuff we saw because, I mean, aside from the Rid reference, he just also happens to look the most alien to me of all the vehicle modes. 
But yeah. like I think uh, Seth Seth had this this thing he said last week that I think really stuck with me because it's it's been on my mind since then. Which is if they had just said, "Hey, this will just take place," you know, some it's going to be future tech vehicles and that's it, and not literally Cybertronian vehicles. It'll just be futuristic vehicles. I don't think this conversation would even be happening. It, it's yeah. it's the part where they oh, were no. like, "No, Cybertronian," and Wheeljack would look just like in More Than Meets the Eye app one. Set up this very misguided expectation on all our parts. Clearly. <laughs> Yeah. And that's definitely a thing that I don't even think that was an issue of us, like, having crazy expectations. No, I, 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 it no, was no, like, literally it was like it. directly what they said. And so we're like, oh, okay. Granted, you, it, it, they said, like, it will look like it did, not. Yeah. And the the alt modes this. look fine as alt modes. It's just that with that pre, that with that preface, you know, it's. It's I'm I, yeah, it's, it's cooling off a lot, and I'm able to, to appreciate them more for what they are now. But man, that reveal! I was just sitting there going like, "There's there's Ironhide as a a truck. There's the Hound as literally a military vehicle, except the windshield is green." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they literally said, like this is the first time we'll see that Bumblebee flying saucer mode in a toy line. You think, oh, we're gonna get like super sci-fi vehicles out of all the Autobots, and oh, Hound's a Jeep. They they left out the parts. Starting Spread with wave two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's also the element of they're trying to do this Cybertronian vehicle mode, but they still look like the old cartoons in robot mode. Yeah. Which ones, yeah. Because it's so there's limitations to just how much they can push that and still look like the cartoon model a little bit. Absolutely. And, and you know, I think that Optimus Prime's vehicle mode will remain the most hilarious of this line. Um, in that it's no one will recognize me with these extra lights. It is by far the worst of all the vehicle modes with that preface we were just talking about. It's, it's... I, I like how it's like his Earth mode scan basically just gave him the same truck, but it took guns off of him and it turned the headlights sideways. Like, like how do I put this? That is a cowardly vehicle mode design. <laughs> That's where like, oh man, what if they don't recognize him? Even though we packed them in robot mode, what if they don't recognize him? Better not take too much of a risk on this. I mean, we just keep it, keep it on on the down low. Like it's like, come on, guys. Uh, the the little the hope that I have is like they didn't show any Decepticons, and the logo had Tetra Jets in it. So my worry that like Starscream would be an F fifteen, but with X wing wings, maybe won't come to pass. And maybe there there will be Tetra Jets, and that, and that, if there are Tetra Jets in the logo, that tells me that you know that kind of imagery will be in this line. Just Wave One is really not indicative of it. And neither are those MicroMasters? <laughs> yeah. In the case of the MicroMasters, I really don't care. I don't either. It's just that, like, the MicroMasters are almost like the cherry on top of all of this. It's like, takes place on Cybertron with tiny police cars. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, I, remember the, I remember the rumor mill, like, all those leaked lists we got, and one of them did mention, oh, they're doing MicroMasters, and it's going to just be, like, they're going to be Prime Masters, but they're going to have vehicle shells. That sounds awful, but... So I was thrilled. It's like, oh, well, that's actually the MicroMaster I had as a kid, except ball joints. Yeah. Well, huh. here's my one problem with them, is, like, uh, the lack of... And this sucks to say, and I, I said this before, but, like, the lack of elbows takes away some of that extra posability for me. It'll be fixed if there is either a waist or neck joint, because then you get the basic emotive um stuff because from the waist down they're fine uh and i don't know how i got into my head that they had elbow joints for a good minute when i first saw stakeout but that that was like oh that was that was a very unreasonable letdown on my part 
Uh, I actually really like the part where they can combine together into stupid-looking guns. Like, especially the cars. <laughs> where it's just two cars. Yeah. Um, also, there's the... Uh, the... Uh, not Target Masters, but, you know, the weapon guys. Uh, who come with those effect parts. Um... Battle Masters. Battle Masters. I think that's actually the most exciting thing for that that price point. Uh, or, you know, for the little guy's price points. Because uh, it looks like those effect parts are going to be kind of modular. And I like the idea of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think really, for me, the star is still that Ultra Magnus entirely because of the fact that the truck is a different Optimus Prime toy that isn't Optimus Prime. And that's like heartwarming somehow. Like, I'm more excited for that than the part where he combines with the trailer. Um, but I don't know. Like, anything else uh, Siege-wise you guys are thinking? or Because, or, I mean, it feels like we're all in the same boat of, like, good lord, do I hope this gets more floaty cars, you know, in the next couple waves. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't even mention. necessarily need to be floaty cars, just of that style. Like, because wheels are okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. just, like... Uh, you know the Cybertronian cars never really look like it was something intended for people to necessarily be in it, and then all of these do. And, like sideswipe and yeah. hounds vehicle modes are just like they—they they are the ones to just point at and go like, "Y'all, come on, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> come on." <laughs> I mean, there are some. There, I'm definitely looking forward to them. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they, they yeah. look, the good robot modes, the transformations are probably going to be pretty like, especially sideswipes to to get to basically his eighties robot mode uh, on a deluxe. Yeah, like, sideswipe looks nice. Uh, Ironhide's got a nice looking deluxe. Finally, yeah, there's there's good stuff in there. Like, I would argue that should be a Voyager, but that's me. Yeah, like like Ironhide also has like a great weapon in that missile launcher. What he can also just use as a hammer. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because when when you've got warheads built into something, what you really want to do is whack people with it. Hey, it's it's the Combiner Wars Ultra Magnus approach. Just put on a more suitable user, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, oh, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Um, Cog is is very interesting, and uh, and I assumed was gonna be a build a figure, and it turns out he's not, and that's really cool that they're gonna you know shake up that price point a little bit with such a weird toy. Um. And I, I just think it's going to be a while before we let you know the joke off of the off of the coat hanger, as you might say, uh, about about the way those those alt modes are just earth alt modes with like weird patches of clear plastic stuck on them. Like it's it's very hard to not make fun of right now. Uh, doesn't doesn't ruin the toys. Doesn't ruin the line. It's just such a such a fresh, uh, not even wound. Just like you just sit there going like, why did you say that whole thing about Wheeljack? Like. <laughs> There was no reason to do that. <laughs> like the the less you would have said about the aesthetic of the lion, the less we would be talking about this. <laughs> um, uh, I think Cog's got a lot of potential if they do more like that. Like I think that's getting a six gun repaint. Um, it's just a, it's a question of uh, where. Six gun six guns an obvious repaint for him. Uh I was trying to think of other like old characters you could bring back as big weaponizers and like my head went to Armada Overload. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh yeah. Or like uh, or something with that kind of skeleton, like that idea of this one just breaks apart into weapons. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, overload would be fantastic. Especially you could just straight up like mimic his shoulder cannon mode. Uh that would be yeah. that would be super cool. Yeah, I'm down for that. 
Um, apparently we've got a little bit of Unicron trilogy coming out, like according to Hound's artwork. Oh yeah, yeah, with the uh, that hot shot. Um, was it the helmet design? I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, the head is just straight up Cybertron defense hotshot. Yeah, I mean, repaint that as, as hotshot, and I'm down. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to expect the redeck after Power of the Primes. I'm no longer just expecting obvious redecos because it seems like it's going to be a line by line thing to me. You know, Power of the Primes was the end of a trilogy too, so it probably is a reason for its truncation, but. I think obvious repaints, they're put there for a reason, but I'm not expecting them to get acted upon, necessarily. Um, boy can dream. Yeah. And and a boy should. Uh, anything else about uh, Siege or San Diego reveals you guys want to hit, or shall we hit all the other fresh reveals? Well, let's hit all the other fresh stuff yeah. that we got to work Takara Tomi, what's up with you guys? You, were you mad or something about Siege getting <laughs> debuted? Because... Where the hell did this stuff? So, I mean, you'd, you'd think, right? Oh, we got a better look at Masterpiece Prime version 3. That would be the news, right? And it's like, oh, also quietly, a friggin' paint master for Masterpiece Hound was standing in front of him. Uh, so guess what? There's a Masterpiece Hound. Um, it, it looks a lot like I'm, Cartoon Hound. I'm surprised it hadn't happened before. Yeah. I guess, I, I guess you know, Jeep license or something? I I don't even know. Jeep license or, like, well, the the debate with Masterpieces is always, they're going to reuse it for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Hound, Hound is one of those, they kind of had to force a character onto it, because he had no repaint whatsoever in G1. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's it's going to be uh, either a Diaclone color or Detritus. Like, now that they've done Sunstreaker, I wonder if that maybe it just uncorked a seal on some vast dark sarcophagus full of sewage. Uh, but, like, good sewage full of Transformers. Um, Hound is looking great. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in the way that, like, it, you know... You can't look at Hound, say he looks great, without addressing the part where part of Hound looking great a la the cartoon is that the nature of his shoulders is ridiculous with the nature of his chest. Because it's just stuff sticking out all over the place. And, like, let's just get that mm-hmm. out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. it's messy, and if that puts someone off, I don't blame you. Uh, Toy-style Hounds tend I'm, to tend to solve that by bulking out his shoulders a bit more. I'm kind of surprised they didn't, like, collapse the fender parts down. I wonder, like, especially given... Because it looks, it looks like on one of the, on the straight on image, it looks like there are a couple joints in there that I wonder if that's meant to like tuck that down, yeah, like to the mid chest a little yeah, bit, yeah, like the double joint because looking thing, it, yeah. Because if you look at like that Optimus, now granted it's it's you know the gray, uh, like super early style um, prototype, but those shoulders, and like those shoulders are <laughs> like. Really clearly, that's supposed yeah. to tuck in a bit more, we, but we, they're probably afraid to touch it too much. Takara's hiring Hasbro's photographers now. Yeah, I was, I was going to say um, that, like, anything about Hound that might be off, like, yes, just look at the state of that Optimus's shoulders, and maybe they just can't mess with it too much. Or this is the Hong Kong event, mm-hmm. and they didn't have mm-hmm. anyone on hand who knew those parts moved. Um, yeah, I mean, even you can look at Sunstreaker next to him, now that I have my Sunstreaker for comparison purposes. Um like you can see that his like elbows aren't pushed right and his like there are a couple other bits that I saw that's just like no you just like take that and go Poop, yeah and you fix so they they probably didn't have the designers out here doing this this is all like 
the PR face people. And, and of course, we have no image of the vehicle mode, so it's it's really hard to say like what the transformation's doing and how well it's it's potentially doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But like looking at the way that you know the parts and the legs are set up, like I, I think that I couldn't see this this not being a hit for me the way that Sunstreaker was. Um, unless that really is the shape of the, t- the chest, and that's also partly me and the shape of Han's chest never really getting along. Um, I hope that stuff collapses together You're some more. You're just jealous. Yeah, you know, me and Jeeps. It's just like, what's with all the, the sticky-outy fender stuff, y'all? Um, TJ, how are you feeling about this, uh, this debut of uh, Hound? Well, uh, more, more to your common argument of he so doesn't fit in with some of the older masterpiece toys at this point it's it, well it's more um, now look at sideswipe in the back <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. you know who seriously doesn't fit in with this lineup anymore <laughs> no uh it's it's an interesting design for me because he looks so much smoother and simpler than sunstreak does mm-hmm. like he has a lot more of the cartoon lines and the more seamless look to him and He's far more cartoony. I don't know if that's just because the engineering is easier to figure out on him. I, yeah. I presume I presume it would be. I think the nature of his feet just being big chunks of Jeep makes it so it's like we don't have to, you know, teleport a lot of the Jeep mass away on Hound. Yeah. I'm genuinely wondering is like if his so unfortunate shoulders also made it a little bit easier to handle. Yeah. Like we don't we don't have to make those look like any like actual natural proportions. Well, it's also like like just look at you know um uh, uh, you know neo classics hound and and an alternators hound the the basic structure of how hound works right down to the G one toy through his model it makes it really hard to complicate him as a toy. Uh, yeah. Like like Make Toys put out a cartoon ish uh, masterpiece hound a couple years ago, and that figure was pretty darn simple all things considered. Like it's it's hard like- to make him complicated. Yeah, like, I even remember the Alternator Hound being fairly simple for that line. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I think, the simplest of that line when it came out. Uh, well, 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 when it came out, it was, like, the third mold, so... Yeah, I was, I was, that, I was thinking, was like, should I, easy to... should I mention that part or not? And I wasn't too sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's got, like, a rack for his shoulder launcher. Like, the Hound is looking... The, the head sculpt, especially, is what does it for me. Not to keep ragging on him, but I'm gonna. Like... The head sculpt is a perfect <laughs> example of what Sideswipe doesn't have, which is a head that looks anything like the cartoon. So, uh, I I just feel really bad for that MP Plus Sideswipe because he he is in the back of the he's in the back of the room and he needs to stay there. Um, speaking of which, uh, we also got to see an MP Plus Wheeljack. Um, again, kind of out of nowhere, although there's not much to reveal on that thing that isn't a colored version. And uh, I'm excited to see what that looks like in its vehicle mode, because Wheeljack is a is not a he's a pretty darn good Hasui car robot. Um, and, and he's got a head that already was like right there to fit in with all these dudes because you know, it's Wheeljack's head. But uh, I really am curious how his car, his car mode looks without all of the, um, you know, real life livery on it. Um. Because this is this is a case mm. of an MP plus color scheme that I think super duper could like work out entirely for the better as far as making him fit in because he's he's still got like kind of the diaclony um, like shoulder proportions going on but there's a lot more on him that's easy to mask with an, a fresh paint job um, and his head sculpt is, is dead on and the head sculpt is like eighty percent of getting these things to to fit together in my opinion um, so I don't know I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking. 
I might go for that one. But uh, I don't know, Aaron. How are you feeling about uh, Wheeljack Plus? Um, I'd also be interested to see what the the alt mode looks like. Um, I like my Wheeljack Wheeljack, so um, we'll we'll see. I'm not going to double dip on a plus. Mm. Um, but but yeah. you could have two. I could. There's also a lot of other things I could have. That's true. Uh, well, TJ, what about you? Are you interested at all in a cartoon colors wheeljack? I've got my pre-order in. Aha! You are interested. Hey, I heard on the grapevine you're interested. <laughs> Here's the thing: it takes a whole hell of a lot for me to go for an upgrade. Like I, I'm generally just be happy with what I have, and I don't need to spend a ridiculous amount for a minor change. It's not a minor change for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I identify Wheeljack from nostalgia with the white and gray color scheme, not the black that leans toward the original toy. Yeah, and and so, also not all of those decal type things. Yeah, not all the decals and the smoke gray windows. Mm-hmm. This is the Wheeljack I know. This was one of my favorite characters in the old show growing up. This is what I wanted him to look like originally. Yeah, he he I, I I dare say he benefits the most from this MP plus treatment than any of the other ones they've done so far. Oh yeah. Like oh, like yeah. Prowl benefits a touch from the window color. Um Sideswipe yeah. doesn't benefit because he just doesn't work. Um Red Alert benefits a bit because somehow that color scheme makes him work a bit better. And in in the cartoon, he to me just came off looking a lot more like the toy. Um, you know, you know shoulder wheels, etc. But Wheeljack is, is yeah, hitting CLC, something. Yes. I was going to say, we, Season 2 made it a point to stick more to the toy designs for the repaints. Yeah, and just something about it proportionally makes him... He, I still don't really like the head on him, but but the rest of him works out for me a little bit better. I don't know. Uh, I just want I want Sideswipe with a slimmer chest. That's what I want to see. And, and a face that I can also make out more easily. <laughs> um... But that brings us to our uh, not only a nice clear look, uh, albeit with kind of janky shoulders, uh, at version three of Masterpiece Prime, but a pretty darn good shot of the vehicle mode too. Now, like you know, janky shoulders. The thing that those things are revealing to me is he's going to be potentially quite poseable because um, that that offers a huge range of butterfly motion, um, and his uh, big diaper crotch looks like it is going to be segmented up to properly split apart a bit to allow for some posability. Um, and that head sculpt is, is terrifyingly on target. Uh, the thing that, that someone pointed out on Twitter though, that I really want to highlight, if you look at the vehicle mode, this is like one of the first Optimus Prime toys in a good long while where the back half of the truck cab doesn't look like his legs as far as the shapes, like it's way flatter, um, and way more uniform. Oh, you mean like the bed, not the cab? Yeah, the back. The cab's the part that people sit in. The back in. half of the cab, where the trailer hitches onto, because that's how Transformers work. <laughs> yes, the bed of the the bed of the truck uh, is is a lot flatter, a lot slimmer, and a lot cleaner looking than they tend to be on Optimuses. Uh, and I and when I saw it pointed out, I was like, yeah, I got to agree. Like it it really doesn't look like it's just his legs. Um, so the amount of transforming this dude's going to do seems pretty exciting to me. And uh, there was a there was a rear shot of him as well where someone identified that the uh the eyebrows over his uh truck windows end up on his back in like in his backpack by the time he's a robot. 
So I'm I'm pretty stoked to see how this transformation works because to me Takara Tomi has hit quite a home run with their high level masterpiece transformations from uh, Megatron the new one to Sunstreaker to Dinobot. Uh, it's all super solid transformations, uh, in my opinion. And so I'm I'm psyched for this new one. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling about this guy? Um. I definitely want to see other people's uh, in hands and the like mm-hmm. with them, because um, I mean I have MP01 and MP10 well, already, you get this and one, that you'll, does a you'll good finish the set. That right? Uh, I know. I I understand how this collecting nonsense works. <laughs> I have a whole panel um, about it, actually. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I I I definitely want to see it in hand. Uh, before I, I jump on it because it's interesting but it's like diminishing returns I think for me and Optimi that just like mm. s- uh, again and again and again and it's like man just I, I okay you can do a, a better different Optimus that's cool but like is there is there other stuff to be tapped? Oh, absolutely. Are we just going to keep going back to that and then like uh, uh, another Rodimus again because reasons? Because he was I another mean, he leader. Also, and then... He also does need a better masterpiece toy that matches this aesthetic. Now that I'm thinking about yeah. it, so that's the thing about this Optimus for me because it's like you you're not wrong whatsoever, and it's just like. This Optimus to me is just welcome in because I'm I'm so tired of seeing MP10 alongside these cartoon style robots where he does not fit yeah. in. Uh and so this is it sucks to say this is a necessity type of release. Uh Well, I can I I can understand um and if they are definitively going to continue with like the anime stylings of things of the cartoon stylings of things mm-hmm. then yeah, uh, uh, a different proportioned Masterpiece Prime is a necessity. Uh, my only hope is then that they would, like, keep with that for a while, that they're not going to get a different designer in and drift back to, like, toy, toyetic versions rather than cartoon versions, and then we'll end up with another, like, one that's kind of in between and then swing all the way back to toy. So, I mean, what I'm going to say somewhat cynically is be prepared for that to happen in the next five years. Oh, I know. I, I, I understand how it knowing happens. Knowing that that's probably um, going to happen, the reason why I maintain this Optimus is a necessity is because there is no Optimus that properly goes with the only good masterpiece Megatron they've done. <laughs> so that yeah. that's that's what makes this Optimus a necessity to me, is that it's it's part of a pairing... And and watching them photograph MP10 with that Megatron over and over again, it was like, all right, you you're getting the hall pass, and you're getting the big ticket that says I don't get to yell at you for making a third masterpiece Prime because we are now in the final scenario to make a new one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also, I, I should I should say after all the stuff I'd said the first time this was revealed, where I was wrong, you can really clearly see um, that the grill is not the same between both modes, that the windows were probably not the same between both modes. Definitely the parts around them are not the same between both modes. In fact, almost everything is different between both modes as far as the front of his chest and the front of the truck. So, uh, you know, blurry pictures, I guess, really do mess with my eyesight. Um, also, sadly, they didn't open the trailer, and it's like, come on. <laughs> I know there's probably nothing in there that's amazing, but it would have been cool to know either way. Um... TJ, my question to you, 
What do you think about this V3, sorry, Ver3 uh, Masterpiece Convoy? I'm definitely curious about it. I definitely want to see it in color. I want to see a little bit more official photography, not... We had an intern slap this display together. Mm -hmm. He looks interesting. Like, I like how the vehicle mode has all these, you know, more toy accurate rivets and detailing going on. And I see none of it in the robot mode. I was just noticing that. Yeah, it's like he he somehow ditches the rivets when he transforms. Yeah. And he ditches the wheels completely. Yeah. Like, that's the first Optimus I've seen do that. The uh, It's not in the front page, but somewhere on Twitter, there's a shot of, from behind of this toy, and it does look like a lot of that stuff is probably his backpack. Um, It was it was in the thread. Okay. I was panning through that thread, and they had some alternate angles, some high camera angles, some uh, some shots around. Yeah, it. I expect a lot of the shell of the, the cab is, is in that backpack and inside his torso, but... Also, he sure doesn't look like it from the front, so, you know, they're doing it yeah. the right way, <laughs> if that's what's going on. Well, I, I guess I guess they've done two Optimus Primes where they're trying to hold to the original design. Yeah. So, as far as transformation engineering goes, so, well, we, 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 we can play around with this, you know. So, at the very least, it's definitely a different transformation experience than we've been getting. Oh, right down to the legs, even. Like, the the way that they change shape and the way that, like you pointed out, all the rivets are gone. Like, I, I borderline am expecting that the way he transforms is going to be just the every single piece turns inside out. So, like, just all the rivets get sucked inside, all the wheels get sucked inside, and then all the smooth anime robot parts are on the inside of the truck mode. Uh, and I don't think it'll be hellish to do either. But I mean, granted, I don't think Masterpiece Megatron is hellish once you've done it once. But and that that is definitely not something a lot of people agree with. Um, anything else about uh, the Masterpiece reveals? Uh, or shall we go on to the surprise reveal, which is uh, Voyager still? I think uh, Evasion Optimus Prime retooled and upscaled for the Bumblebee movie in Japan. Uh. So I'm confused here. Is there a Voyager and a Leader One? It's just no, the one. It is. It is the Voyager design upscaled. Okay, yeah. that's that's what I thought. But it was like between the couple of different front page stories that, like, one of them says Voyager, the next one says Leader. I saw an image that was like a two of these side by side, but scaled differently, yeah. and then another one that was like three different sets of images and then i was very confused I, I think now that i'm looking at it i think that the way the wording happened is because evasion prime was a voyager that became part of the name um but, okay. oh yeah okay the price point on this toy is about 60 bucks so he's not a voyager um and he's mp10 trailer compatible interestingly enough but uh, yeah. yeah, he is he is not just upscaled. He is heavily remolded in several key areas. Um, like all of his wheels end up on the hips. No, not all of them. More of them end up on the hips, I should say. Um, the back of both the truck mode and the robot mode seem a little bit different. Uh, the basic transformation skeleton's still there, but everything's just tweaked up a bunch. He also has uh, much better hands uh, that have a working knuckle. Uh, he's got a rotating faceplate gimmick. Uh, this looks like a really good toy in that this looks like a really good re... I'm not going to say retooling, but more like a rejiggering of an existing a really good toy. 
so mm-hmm. I, I am hyped for this thing. Uh, I love Evasion Prime, you know, I should point out. And I, I have the Wei Zhang uh, M01 version that is, like, leader-sized. Uh, and that does not dissuade me from wanting to pick this up because this is a different size and it's got remolding. I want I want all the Evasion Primes. God damn it. Um but yeah, I'm 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 super hyped for this thing. Uh and, and it was quite a pleasant surprise for me. Um but Aaron, how are you feeling about it? Uh I I'm interested in it. Um because I also really like the evasion mode prime. Not so much as the I'm going to get every knockoff and variation. I mean of. I haven't, I got one. <laughs> to be um, to be totally straightforward here. <laughs> but uh I, I think this is another one that like if I could find a retail-ish price for it at a convention i'd seriously think about picking it up yes 60 buck in person mm-hmm. um tj are you at all interested in in a, in a bigger evasion prime more than i really should be i mean i really liked an evasion prime like that's a super solid super good figure mm-hmm. this this is so out of the blue i'm I'm a big fan of this. Like, all the extra remolding, the extra size. I feel like a, a lot of the re, a, lot, you know, a lot of the few things that have, like, put me away from a toy like that was just at Voyager size, the with the shrinking Voyager thing. It's a little, it's a little bit thinner and a little bit, uh, just, just a little bit more, less of a, God, I'm going to use your phrase and say hand feel. I get you, I get you. Okay, I think a larger size is going to be a little bit more engaging for me. This is also probably our first look at you know an idea of that Optimus Prime hologram people were talking about from San Diego Comic Con, where the reports were he looked more G one, and I bet you it was very close to this in that it was you know a modified movie model with you know just certain color placement because it it would blow what blew my mind. I thought this guy's entire stomach was retooled. And then when I saw the side-by-side, it's like, no, they just painted it to look like a truck cab because it turns out all that detail was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, do, it does wonders. And also those those shoulder pads, painting them to look like red blocks invokes not only G1 Prime's shoulders, but also IDW Prime's shoulders in a way that redefines the uh, the silhouette of this guy visually with the with the color layout. Um, I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm surprised like how like this is a great case also for how much color placement can change the identity of a toy before you retool anything because uh, the majority of the retools are not as cosmetic as I thought they were or at least like a lot of the cosmetic differences are not as uh, as based on retools as I thought they were um, so I'm, I'm very excited for this uh, it's also worth noting just a little, little thing here uh, that popped up uh, in case anyone was wondering how Japan might get them uh, the power of the primes, Optimus Primal with the throne, is going to be coming out as PP forty three. So I guess a regular release. Uh, and then the monster bots, uh, Grotusk and Repugnus, will be coming out as LGXs. So the Legend series uh, will be continuing on uh, via EX releases, as we already heard. And it looks like the next couple of those are going to be those two. So maybe they'll come with Sakamoto comics as well. Who knows? But uh, it seems like Japan's getting everything, which also means if these somehow become scarce again and you have trouble finding them, uh, you'll at the very least be able to import them, um, where I, I am guessing they are just going to literally be the American releases uh, for the most part. Like PP43, the Katakana says Throne of Prime, uh, no, Throne of the Prime. So it, it's just that's just the title of the San Diego set. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they also had a great resin of uh, Siege Ultra Magnus, which makes his greebles even deeper and greeblier. Uh, he actually looks kind of... And even more beautiful. Yeah, he looks ridiculous. Just release that. Yeah. <laughs> Because it makes it makes him look like a truck, like you know the way the the, the Combiner Wars one sort of did with the ladders, like the Greebles mm-hmm. on this one just makes him look like a truck the size of a building, you know, like like each of those little little things. I'm like, is that just where a person sits? All those little like nodules. Yeah. Uh. So much like with the Predaking reveal, it seems like the gray prototype went to Japan, and then the the hand painteds were uh, were in America. Um. And then that brings us to uh, licensed Transformers. Flame Toys. No big convoy? Oh, right. I skipped right past that. Flame Toys is up next right after we touch on the fact that Big Convoy is getting an Encore release. Uh, with I believe those are different colors. Like, those are more anime-style colors. So they're, they're doing the yeah. same treatment they did for Fire Convoy. Uh, hopefully better. Well, there's no electronics to screw up on him. So this this one will probably come out okay, hopefully. Uh, and then it looks like eHobby maybe is going to be doing a blue version. It just says Big Convoy blue color on the Katakana. Yeah. In case you weren't sure what color that that big blue thing was. That's I blue. figured maybe it would have a name on there, but it just says blue color. Uh, apparently in the eHobby comics, that blue version had appeared uh, as the Primus Vanguard leader. So maybe that's who it's going to be. But uh, I like the big convoy toy a lot, and I would be I would be yeah. down for the encore of this if it's not too ridiculous. Thing is, that is a large toy full of moving parts, and look at how things went with Super Fire Convoy. Like I think it's going to be expensive. Yeah, um, but I will say I have I think two different versions of this mold. Maybe even did Target do two releases or just the one? So in America, we had the Bloody Tusk Nemesis Prime. Right. And I think that was the only one that hit target shelves, because then there was the Ultra Magnus version the club did. Maybe that's uh, what I'm thinking of. Because I know that I had the reissue Big Convoy. Yeah. The first reissue Big Convoy, and then the Nemesis Convoy. And both of them are, like, great, fun, silly toys. Yeah, this is a dumbass fun and, toy. Like, Yeah, and, and great and posable... In the way that, like, Late Beast Era was really good, because this is a Late Beast Era thing, and, like, if you don't have some version of Big Convoy, I'd say, like, put this on your shopping list. Yeah. Because uh, it's such a dumb, fun toy. Like he's... And, like, the, the extraneous missile shooters in his calves, just... Yeah, I was going to say, like, this guy's got some of the jank that, you know, if you haven't experienced Beast Wars Neo, you may have heard jokes about. He's got some of that going on, where, like, a lot of the transformation is just unshelling the robot, for the most part. Mm -hmm. However, he's a very poseable robot for his era, which is, like, what, 1999? Uh, And what adds on to that is he's got robot action features, not just the calf launchers. He's got flip-out tonfas. Uh, he's got an actual mm-hmm. matrix chamber, and he was one of the first toys to ever do that with a matrix inside. And he could hold his own matrix. Yeah. It's not like the the matrixes that they figured out they could fit into Optim- G1 Optimus Prime's cab and then just let it sit in there. Yeah. Don't don't look at it directly. Also, he, he, he's um, got... It has, it, like, has handles. Yeah. And, and he's also got, like, one of the coolest, like... Um, if I recall correctly, quite a cool dynamic head reveal type of thing with his transformation where the ears fold out. Um, mm-hmm. The big cannon uh, is really stupid, but also really fun. 
like his bazooka with the giant elephant trunk hanging off the side. Um, yeah. It's a super fun toy. Uh, probably there are other Beast Wars Neo toys I like more um, objectively, but as far as one that's just a package of fun, Big Convoy stole one of my tops, if not my top Beast Wars Neo toy. Um, I think I just, I, there's character in other ones I like a bit more, but Big Convoy is just a big meaty pack of fun. Uh, so it's, it's cool he's getting the encore treatment because, uh, you know, that means that even if you have him, they can get him in anime colors. So they got you. They got me. They got you. They got all of us. TJ, did they get you? Do you want fresh yeah. big convoy? Yeah, they're probably going to get me. All right. All I, all I ever had was the Nemesis version. So, like, I never had the one from the anime, the one that actually looked like an Optimus Prime. Yeah. And, yeah, it helps, mm-hmm. that, it, it helps that it's anime colors. Uh, yeah. It's just such a... It's just such a random choice. And, well, the thing also I'm thinking about, right? Just thinking about how Godfire Convoy went. There's so much less to mess up on this toy. <laughs> like, there's no <laughs> electronics to mess up. I'm just thinking, like, he barely even relies on, on finicky joint tolerances. Because his, his mammoth mode is mostly balling up the robot. And there's there's locking mm-hmm. parts inside there, but but not locking to the degree that, like, you know, a, a full-on, like, God Magnus combination would require. Um, it's not. It's not like they got to get the wrong parts in the figure or anything like that. I'm just thinking, like yeah. the they're, one thing like they're not. Could, you're not. They, they could mess up not the, trunk get the Takara gimmick. Takara thing. Like the trunk well, gimmick might not work right. You know, like that's. I'm just maybe. I'm really reaching like, there. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get the. You're not gonna get the email from Takara Tomi going. Look, we apologize, but uh, unfortunately, our encore big convoy accidentally came with long racks missiles so yeah, we gaff this one to return those we gaff this one no returns or just give them back to us we'll give you a refund no no second run like i, I don't know like they put they put super weak springs in the missile launchers or they put overly hard springs in the missile launchers or something there's yeah. so much there's so little that can go wrong with it the only thing that could truly go wrong is if the joint tolerances are ragdoll loose and if that happens then you know even then i think that those were all joints that were either um, because weren't those all um like a, disc and ratchet? A, a lot of them were ball. No, could, like, he had ball hit it with a He's screw? got ball joints. Yeah, all, all I'm saying is well, then ball joints that's easy enough to yeah, fix if, too. If ball so. joints actually be easier. I think that he has like hip, uh, like like disc ratchety hips and stuff. But it's just like if if you if you end up with a factory that can't even produce big convoys robot mode with joint tolerances, then then you just found a factory to stop using. Is the way I would think about it. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I can't see this going wrong. I'm gonna knock on wood, real hard when I say that. Uh, it sounds like we're all really into the idea too, so that's excellent. But now it's time to move on to Flame Toys, who are, as I said before, and we'll say now, they are doing everything. Flame Toys revealed. Uh, I'm guessing the next two years of the Kuro Karakuri line, which is the expensive line. Uh, this is how you remember, by the way, Kuro Karakuri are the expensive toys with the super cool articulation by Chemical Attack. Furai Model are the model kits. I'm, I'm, all I'm saying, they, they certainly haven't been like super forward with, the, with all the naming very clearly until now, so I get it, but like, if you're curious if it's a model kit, look and see if the word model is in the... Oh, is my mic doing something funny? Let's, uh... I was getting, like, some screech noises. Oh weird 
That's got to be the internet. We'll find out in the recording, I guess. I hope so. But uh, yeah. if you're curious if it's a model kit, look and see if the word model is in the line name. That's how you'll know. Um, that sounded super patronizing, I'm just realizing. But I just see the questions <laughs> so often. And I've noticed Flame Toys has been getting a lot better about putting their line name logo into their photos that they release. So, you know, just, just yeah, check those. Yeah, I think that would definitely go a long way to helping, like, the, what I was initially having the issue with um, when they did one of their earlier reveals. Yeah. Now, um, like, all of these now, like, Furai model is very clearly, it's 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 a completely yeah. different logo with yellow and turquoise in it. Um, and the Furai model line is getting all kinds of IDW going on uh, with, with a straight-up mm-hmm. Alex Milne Megatron and a Devastator, which I'm really excited about. Um so this is talking about those Furai model kits. They're about forty-ish bucks a piece. Uh, pre-orders are up for I think um, Starscream and I think Optimus. Like not this IDW Optimus, but the more Obari-looking Optimus with the pelvis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Anime Prime is up. Starscream is up. Yeah. Um, and and I think this like that's the line people are going to really get into. And thus the only question is, can they produce a good Plamo kit? And can they produce one that you don't need to do a lot of painting to make look good? Because I don't. I I know that a lot of toy fans like to build kits. Not as many like to paint them. Um, but they they said like with the Starscream kit, like when they took one photo, they're like, "Here's the final paint master version." And I'm like, "Does that mean you're painting the kits?" Uh, so I guess we're not going to know till they're out. But you know, the Furai model kits are also very poseable, uh, and you know, sub fifty bucks for the most part. So um, they're hitting a lot of marks that seem to be attractive to folks. I'm I'm way into flame toys in general. I like I like what they're bringing to uh, to licensed Transformers pieces, like either getting really storied and, and very dynamic um, mecha designers for the Furai model, or just like giving me chemical attack candy wrapped in Transformers with Kuro Kar- uh, Kuri. Um, so on the Furai model stuff, um, TJ, is there uh, is there anything in there that's really particular that grabbed you in in the reveals? Uh, I kind of because you find out in what we got this week. I'm kind of in a model mood right now. Hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I really want that Megatron. Yeah, like I love, I love that. I love that whenever, 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 like Hasbro say, "Oh yeah, yeah," like we know he's popular, like in the comics right now. So our Megatron will definitely come with an Autobot symbol, and it's just a little pack-in sticker that usually doesn't work very well mm-hmm. uh i'm i'm very happy to see like just solid idw design and autobot symbols sculpted in you know firmly this is the I, this is the one we're going for he just looks really, really good yeah they they hit they hit the lines they hit the face pretty well from what i can see in the gray proto um which is you know a very particular thing you've got to hit when you're doing that megatron you got to get that alex mill nose um mm-hmm. so yeah i i think that's gonna be really fun um aaron is there any anything in this furai model stuff that was kind of reaching out to you um i think they all look interesting except for the way that um it was the same issue that i had with like the optimus prime mm-hmm. that we saw before um that i i'm not sure if it's a, a matter of shading or posing but it seems like every one of them have like a big pelvis thing like a giant rodeo belt buckle all sitting out in front of their all the ones that are not idw are by a designer for whom i believe that's partly his his specialty (laughs) 
because okay. all, cro- all of them have, curves. <laughs> have 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 yeah. like some some Rob Liefeld proportions <laughs> of like because you look at the back of the Nemesis Prime and you see like okay spine so you see like this curves in and then you see like yeah, with the front of his pelvis to then a decent line down the legs and it's like there's like. You, you you crank this back a couple notches. You crank that forward a couple notches, and he'd have a really cool like S curve shape a little so do, bit. Do you and, think that that and look a little rowdy? Do you think that's present on the IDW Megatron and Optimus as well? Because that, that's my 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 main question. Um, a little bit, and and that's where I wasn't sure. So of of what you link to us, like Optimus has a little bit of that where it looks like he's doing a little bit of like a shoulder roll forward, mm-hmm. like torso crunch but then hips forward that doesn't seem like an entirely humanistic we'll say pose yeah and and megatron has and i'm not sure if it's just a matter of lighting on the gray or what it is but it looks like his ab panel sits behind like directly behind his crotch panel instead of like closer to being like I can understand that, like, the top of the pants sits a little bit in front of the the stomach, mm-hmm. but that looks like it sits further back to where, like, the his abs are, like, halfway back to where, halfway back through where, like, the spine should be. So what, what, I'll, what I'll say is you're not wrong. The only thing I'll say is I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm only a little sad. I'm just disappointed that you, you said Liefeld and not Obari for the pelvises because there's a very clear, <laughs> there's a very slight but important difference in that Liefeld pelvises generally just look bad, whereas the Obari pelvis, there's a certain mecha sensualness to it that excuses a lot of the. Uh, Okay. I mean, with terribly knowing Obari, I don't have that as a reference point. <laughs> also, I was, just, and I, and I was I, just tweeting about Obari I, like an hour ago, and that's just frustrating on my mind. There's a, the, the actual mecha designer is the name I should be saying, but it's he's completely slipped my mind in the middle of this podcast, and I didn't have the wherewithal to go dig up his name. And and Liefeld came up in a discussion at work uh, a few days ago. About like really bad. Artists. I'm just like, don't be insulting. Like, just say the pelvis, but don't don't drop a life belt on these poor guys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, life, if life belt's designing it, the spines would be doing something completely they have, impossible. They have no feet. Ha, ha, did, <laughs> did did you did you look at the backside of that Nemesis yeah, Prime? Because I've done yes, that I saw, pose. yes, I saw. I did that pose in my. I've done that pose in my. Uh, Why do we enjoy the toy panel when I talk about posability? You know, you can't hold it for very long, but, you know, his his butt's there. He's mm-hmm. just got a lot of skirt, you know? Uh. <laughs> I mean, it is a very, it is a very anime and super robot, like, exaggeration design thing. You know, to have that big pelvic, pelvic thrust going on. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what kind of just, like, Japanese posturing it is, but, you know, it's a, it's familiar to me. It partly, I mean, I think partly is it's just that stylistic thing I'm talking about, but it also partly plays into the whole notion of making them look bigger through forced perspective. Um, also, I just noticed Bumblebee is not doing it at all, and none of y'all are even talking about poor Bumblebee there, who's finally been seen in color. 
with his yeah because he it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of jank there yeah that looks like a bumblebee yeah well you know i mean i feel like you're lumping him in a little bit like they all got this pelvic thing going on and poor bumblebee's chilling out there with his his action master backpack i specifically and... mentioned well the ones i was talking about <laughs> just rolling all these guys together like there's uh you're the one that's a space racist it's true it's true <laughs> um well, we should let's let's go into the good stuff then. Let's dig into the expensive toys, the chemical attack stuff, the ones where you bend the knee and all the parts move. Kurokara Kuri. I will, I will, oh well, yeah. I will I will I will give I will give I will give Bumblebee a brief credit here since we didn't talk about Bumblebee. Yeah, I do love that he's coming with this backpack that looks so much like his Action Master. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is like his ultimate action master figure now. Yeah, it's the the action master backpack, the G one toy shoulders, the cartoon gun, and the movie hammer. He's like he's like this combo bumblebee. Um, but but I mean these expensive toys. Let's get into it because I love these things. And uh, I'll, let me just lay it out here. You're, if, if you're a listener who's saying, why should I buy the multi-hundred dollar transformer that doesn't transform? I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. All right? Walk away. I got nothing. I've had this conversation too many times. I can't, if, if, if my explanation of chemical attack isn't enough, then that's cool. Just let me let me be happy. I don't know. Because, <laughs> um, you know, Tarn is, is uh, the next one to come out. Um, he's on display. We've talked about Tarn, though. Uh, the new figure in full color that was on display was Star Saber, uh, who's a, a bit of a pastiche of the IDW Star Saber design, along with just some general super robotness. And these colors are pretty darn solid. He looks like Star Saber. I love the posture. I love the girth. I love the wings. Here's where things get good, though. They also revealed a Victory Leo, who seems to just be a lion. You know, uh, taking a look at him, uh, I think I think he's poseable. It looks like he's he's straight up like an articulated lion toy. He's kind of like a Zoid's lion with you know a massive weapon pack and some mm-hmm. wings. Yeah. Here's here's where things get interesting though. Uh, apparently, and this is this is how I'm taking it, because otherwise there's no reason for those legs to be sticking off those legs. Uh, it looks like that lion can be broken down into armor parts that can then gut tie onto Star Saber to turn him into Victory Saber. Kurokara Kuri Victory Saber, who is, at a glance, one might say, that's Hella Gaugaigar. At a better glance, though, one might say, there's a, there's a crap load of Dugarn GX in there. Because that is totally, there's, there's the, the way that Gaorn's, uh, head ends up on that thing, that, like, that, I'm seeing that. Uh, also, the twin Gatling guns is Hella Dugarn. Uh, anyway, it's, it's Kurokara Kuri's Yusha as hell, brave as hell victory saber. I could not be more excited than I am right now that there's going to be a figure with chemical attack articulation who friggin' armors up. And, and it, I mean, Star Saber was the progenitor of brave. There is no better time or place to engage in this kind of behavior. I've seen people say it looks like Gaugaigar as a praise. I've also seen people say it, it looks like Gaugaigar, almost like a knock. And to them, I say, uh, that's weird how you you just suddenly went through a bout of psychosis for a moment there. Uh, but, you know, it, it happens to the best of us. Anyway, I'm, I'm hype as hell. Yes! Oh, what's that from the back? Those are two $400 toys someone is screaming. Oh, really? Good! I'm glad, in fact. <laughs> you'll need the you'll need the $100 adapter kit, though, too. Good! So. Good! I'm glad to hear that. I'm happy yeah. to hear that. It's, an, it's another $100 for the display base he's on that'll actually hold that behemoth. That's an actual lie. That's the display base that comes with Star Saber. <laughs> you can't trick me with that. <laughs> no, no, no. See, the one for the combined mode has different foot pegs. Nope. It's, a, it's, a, it's a stick that's stuck in the crotch. Nope, you can't trick me with that one. Uh, 
Anyway, no one can rain on my parade here. I don't think anyone actually wants to. I was like, this thing makes me hype as hell because of all the people involved and the design decisions made. Uh, and I thought I'd be alone. But TJ, I saw something on Twitter. I saw, I saw you uh-huh. having a reaction to this. Mm-hmm. I was trying so hard to resist the Star Saber because it is IDW-inspired. There's plenty of Super Robot to it, but it's IDW Star Saber from a glance. Mm. I love the design. I hate what it stands for. And I was trying so hard to say, I this is a Star Saber I don't need. And then they do the, the Victory Saber. Yep. that That's not at IDW <laughs> at all. That's... Uh... No. No, that that is their own... There's their own personal brand of lunacy. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't like Victory Saber. <laughs> I've never liked Victory Saber because it's a lame super mode. Guess what they did? Like <laughs> they um the they like, unlamed it. <laughs> they unlamed it. It's like the it's, it's he gets boots and he gets a wing pack and basically it's just Star Saber with just fancy shoes and a backpack on he doesn't visually change all that much this is everything i wish he would do yeah got new chest armor new new armor for his arms so you know it looks like it looks like he's got like helmet extensions yeah i'm gonna say that's a straight up new helmet like it's probably just a head swap at that point if it if it if it isn't a head swap it's got to be like you remove those wings from the helmet and plug in the new ones uh what this is, so Star Saber is kind of the progenitor of, of what Brave became, right? This is if you then come back out the other side of that black hole, and the thing that came out was Star Saber. The, 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 technically, the father of Brave was just run through the Brave filter that he sired, and then ejected out the other side looking like this, and I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, it's It's great. Uh, and, 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 and there's a thing about this also, which I got to uh, remind me if I don't bring it up, cause I, I mentioned it before the recording, Aaron, but the whole thing that we'll talk about with the next topic that this touches on also excites me a little bit. Um, okay. but that's not the only thing they showed for this line. They, they showed, uh, they're recoloring their drift in, uh, Deadpool colors, uh, to do shattered glass drift out of the, the, the first and only available currently Kurokara Kuri toy, which is drift. It's a good figure. Um, they're giving him some guns and some, uh, Merc with a mouth colors and doing shattered glass drift. That's not a bad repaint idea. Um, that's one where I, that, that's, that is the first release in this line that to me is a direct analog to re-edit Iron Man, which is a line that became very unafraid to slightly retool and, and, uh, re-release a lot of its figures in, in different colors. Like, say, a suit came out, but it didn't come out in Iron Man red and gold. They f- would eventually find a way to put it out in those colors. They're about to, they just put up pre-orders for a black and gold re-release of their very expensive Hulkbuster. Uh... So I'm actually not surprised at all to see this. Um, I don't know if I'll go for this one because I want to go for all the new molds in this line, which means that a recolor is a very easy thing to pass on for the moment because this is not a cheap line. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, they they also revealed... Uh, we've, we've seen, I think, the line art, at least, for the Kurokara Kuri Optimus Prime, but now we can see a great prototype. And I believe that's the absolute new thing is his weaponry. He's coming with a bevy of weapons, uh, guns, axes, swords, bigger axes, and then a straight up like Transformers Excalibur in a stone, uh, mm-hmm. which looks incredible. Um, so I'm, uh, I am, I am extremely excited for this line. Uh, 
it's it's a whole lot of what I want. Uh, they, they also showed like star saber accessory. He's going to come with a sword, shield, gun, and a regular saber head before he battles up uh, with the helmet. Um, I, I am assuming this line is going to be one, maybe two figures a year. So I'm, I'm also not assuming it's going to be like getting three of these in one year. That's another reason why I'm okay with saying up front, I really want to collect it. It's about one and a half purchases a year. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm beyond excited, uh, for what they're showing. They also showed in line art only that after that Optimus, they want to do stealth bomber Megatron in this style and given the paintwork on drift and what we've seen of the paintwork on Tarn, I can only imagine how they're going to do the purple bio lines on, uh, on stealth bomber Megatron. But, um, Aaron, all this, all this flame toys, Kurokara Curry stuff, uh, it, it's completely understandable to sit it out, but, but whether or not you are, uh, just what do you, what are you thinking of what you're seeing? I think it looks neat. I think it looks like better than the the models a little bit um, in overall design. I mean, aesthetics. That's that's one of those times where I would say I sure hope it does because <laughs> they're a yeah. lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's this is yet again a incredibly pricey thing that I would um, like. I'd love to go over to a friend's house and he's like, look at all this stuff I got and go, all right. Okay, cool. I'm going to mess with it some and then like never, ever have the need to buy it myself. And I would actually encourage anyone who knows someone who's into this stuff. Like, don't, you don't have to buy it. Just get a look at one of these in person. Uh, I left out. I forgot about the part where these all probably are going to have LED features as well. And the LED mm-hmm. features, not just in the Iron Man toys, but now proven on that Drift toy, are like some of the top-end LED features on high-end figures I have ever seen. And like friggin' what I just said about that Megatron. What if they LED light the bio lights on that guy? Like, it's going to be incredible. They've proven they know how to seed LEDs into limbs and stuff on the Iron Man toys that they've done. So, like, I'm not even questioning how they could do it. It's just if they're going to try to do it, right? Um... TJ, I'm gonna. I, I want to stop gushing, so I'll just pop pop over to you. Anything else you wanted to drop in about the uh, the Kurokara Curry stuff? I, I'm kind of with Aaron on the rest of it. Like the Star Saber is a loyalty thing, <laughs> and the rest of it is they look really, really cool, and I will admire them from afar. I, yeah, I implore anyone out there who is at least curious about all this yelling I'm doing, like like. If you get the chance to just see one in person, if someone has one on display, they owe it to you to bend a limb for you to show you all the stuff moving. You know, they owe it to you to turn the LEDs on once just so you can see it. Because it's like, it's, it is some of my favorite stuff in toys right now, uh, the stuff that Chemical, Chemical Attack does. So, like, yeah, please get a chance to check it out if you can. Um, and that bops us over to this last thing I wanted to talk about that was revealed, uh... And that is revealed at ACGHK. That is uh, Toys uh, Toys Alliance's uh, third Mega Action Series figure, which is Soundwave and Laserbeak. Uh, now, Toys Alliance's Mega Action Series stuff, these are the 18-inch tall, very bulky Transformer action figures. They've done Optimus. They recently released Megatron. I haven't handled either of them yet, but from what I've heard, they are extremely solid toys uh, that come in at a price point that certainly does not match up with their size like toys smaller than them with this license have cost two to three times as much i'm looking at hot toys optimus prime when i say this um these guys put out things that are like thick 
wide and tall robot action figures. Um, and so Soundwave obviously is like, you know, going to be a similar thing. He's going to be big enough that like the cassette, um, port in his chest is going to be like actual audio cassette size. Um, or at least close to it. Here's the thing that I just learned that I'd missed before, which has made my mind race. The laser beak he comes with can transform into a cassette. A cassette size cassette. A cassette size cassette. Yeah, A, a cassette size cassette. But B, this is a, a license. This is a third party licensed Transformers piece, which has a Transformers character that can transform from its robot mode to its trademarked alternate mode i think this is a first for that and it's not necessarily a first i'm not counting the pen but it's it's not counting the pen i'm also thinking like wonderfest one day exclusives and things like that i guess uh, let's say english speaking release yeah but it's exceptionally exceedingly rare I, i i'm gonna call this a first because this is not a one day license this is a perpetual product license that's getting to do mm-hmm. a transforming laser beak. Now, between that and the part where that Kurokara Kuri Victory Leo can break apart and turn into armor, that that was me already thinking, is this like a loosening of what that license means? This laser beak is making me sit here going like, how close are we to the Transformers license allowing a third party using it to make a toy that transforms not into a stupid looking pen? Because this is, this is un- as far as I'm concerned, this is unprecedented. And I'm really curious what this could mean for the next couple years of the license. Uh, when, when used by people who are not Hasbro and Takara Tomy. Like, like, this is literally a competing product to a third-party toy that came out last year. Uh, Ocular Max has been making cassettes that turn into one-to-one scale audio cassettes. So, like... You know, obviously, there's no actual answer to this, but I just want to put I want to put this idea in people's heads: the fact that there is a third party licensed Transformers Transformer that will be coming out. Uh, I would love to know the story behind how this was cleared. I'd like to know, you know, does this mean that I can really open my mind as to what other companies may get to do? Obviously, I probably wouldn't get told this because I'm just some lowly consumer, and I, you know, there's no reason to tell me. But oh, man, am I excited! Anyway. um... That's kind of the crux of why I really wanted to talk about this. Obviously, the rest of the story is just it's a big, good action figure of Soundwave, and, you know, that might not work for you. That might. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling about this guy? Or, or Have you taken a look at any of these uh, MAS figures? Um, I hadn't. He looks like a big, chunky, goofy, dumb thing. He's, he's big and thick. I'd... Yeah. Like, he's cool looking. Um, but I don't think I'd ever go for one of these myself. And, uh, TJ, how about you when you take a look at these things? Uh, kind of in the same boat. It is an exceptionally good-looking and super solid figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, again, be something I admire from afar, because anything I could potentially get out of this, I could pretty much get out of my Masterpiece Soundwave, plus the fact that it actually transforms. Yeah, I mean these. Yeah, like like I said, this is this is licensed third party. What you're getting out of these is size, um, articulation, design, and artistic license. It's just man, the part where the cassette transforms is is making me think things and feel things. I I want to know what's going on here because my biggest gripe about third party licensed Transformers stuff is that they always seem to fall under this use of the license, which is like, we only want to give it to you if you make something that is incredibly massive. 
and and costs at least 150 plus uh and is fully artistic licensed and th- that's all good but i feel like it also like it, instead of putting a ceiling on what projects these folks can work on it's put this like high glass floor on what they can work on where if they want to go below this level it's like oh no we don't want to we don't want to give the license to someone who's just going to who's just going to make a 20 dollar action figure um yeah. like is this is this a step towards at least that high price point being able to be used for conversion or Maybe is this is this also testing the waters along with you know stuff like the sentinel pens of like hey what if what if we let you do something that's like more more pocketable like the, the there's a lot of potential going on here and I'm excited to see it. Um, I mean I definitely think the reason why they let it go here is because it's not like they have competition in that range. But, I'm, but they don't have competition in that in that range period. Like like on any of these uh, companies who have been licensing stuff. Well, no, but I but I'm no, I'm saying Hasbro. Like, oh no, that's what I mean. They that's don't I mean. have many hundred plus things, but if somebody was making like a twenty five dollar thing, that competes with oh price the other twenty five dollar things that they have. I, I guess yeah. it's just I I yeah. It's hard. It's hard for me to 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 get my brain into the mode that like sees a twenty five dollar artistic license action figure as the competition for a mainline Voyager. But I can see how yeah. a corporate would immediately come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like like as far as like as, as far as like you know letting people have the conversion license, it's always been the completely hearsay theory of you know a shareholder saying, "Why would you let someone make a transforming transformer? I thought you're the Transformers company." Um, which is not to me, it's not an illogical theory to have. It's the one I've always kind of sat by because I, I don't see any other reason. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm. I'm excited about this, and I, I hope this leads to other stuff. Um, anything else you guys wanted to talk about from San Diego or ACGHK that I didn't touch on in any of this stuff? Um, or did any mm-hmm. non-Transformer stuff really tickle you from San Diego? There were things, but we're already uh, yeah, we're moving that clock along. extended right now. Alrighty. Yeah, I got. I mean, I, I got a hefty thing to talk about in the next bit, uh, what we got this week section, um, which we're gonna, I guess, flow right into. Um, start off, Aaron. Did you find any Transformers this week? Well, I found all kinds of Transformers. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, so, we'll check in then. Just say what you got. We'll check in see if either of us got something too. <laughs> um, Predaking. I, I messed with a Predaking for for a while, but okay. that's about it. Um, the. Um, I can't remember if I talked about him before uh, headed north or not, but I got uh, Jazz and Lockdown. I don't think we talked about those, but I picked those up too, so we could talk about those. Out of the Deluxes, uh, Sunstreaker that I picked up at TFCon that I have thoughts you about. You have not talked about that yet. Yeah. And I think that's about it for On Topic. Well, while we're just planning publicly, TJ, what about you? Any... Uh... Uh, my on topics consists entirely of blast off and nemesis prime Ooh, okay let's do let's back and forth my blast off gets here tomorrow well it's a shame that you'll never be able to talk about him ever let's uh let's go back and forth between you two guys then um we'll do we'll do a one-on-one and aaron whenever you do the studio series i'll just jump in on that okay well i'll just start with the studio series holy crap i love this jazz so much i love this jazz so much I I can't yeah. okay if you don't like him because he's small I literally have nothing else to tell you and you're right you don't like him because he's small because that's your taste and I'm I'm not gonna judge you for it you're right to think you know what you think 
but once we have that set aside, holy crap, I love this toy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the paint job on him. It's what makes me cool uh, with the is, price it, on him, being the same as the other it, deluxes. It is a nice, smooth silver yeah. paint. I was really concerned that, like, and it's painted well in, like, to secondary things that I wouldn't think that they had would, like, get around to. They did a, a overall good spray paint job on it. I just wish that, like, the crotch area yeah. had a little bit, like, has the same issues like Cogman had. Yeah, a little the, the, bit the, the robot paint, mode does like, not have the paint. Um, yeah. yeah, where it's like, boom, look at all this paint. Boom, look at all this paint. Boom, look at all this paint. Boom, look at all this plastic. Yeah, and, and also I will say, um, the paint job is really good. However, don't expect model kit perfection. Like I got yeah. a scuff or two on spots uh, out of the box where I kind of expected yeah. to see a scuff or two. Um, so just hey, guess what? It's jazz when he's being thrown around by brawl or something. <laughs> there you mm-hmm. go i fixed it and i i definitely like that his arm now granted his hands are still weird but at least he has arms because he had yeah. he, because he had weird hands but yeah his arms aren't like we're taking these three flat things kind of folding himself them over themselves and i don't know like listen i like human alliance jazz a lot all right this toy's more fun <laughs> mm-hmm. and i think this toy has better arms yeah. um um I, I like the continuation of the it can be just a handheld weapon or you flip his his hand into his forearm and you can plug it into the back of the, the stump. It's such thing. a nice touch. And also you can jam it on the back of the, the vehicle mode in a way that actually doesn't look terrible. It, it doesn't, right. you know, there's no disguise here, but it looks kind of like something you'd mount on the back, like you'd jerry-rig this weapon on the back of a car. Mm-hmm. Um, also the car mode, so th- like again, the size... I, I think it's become clear over the years that I like a small thing that does lots well, and that's right. what I would call this jazz. Um, like, the car mode is tiny. It is tinier than the the robot mode, and it, it is magical the way it gets tinier. S- similar to the Voyager Prime in Studio Series, the way he kind of shrinks for the robot for the vehicle mode. Uh, the transformation on this jazz is friggin' genius. Uh, did I lose you? I'm right here. Can you hear you me? Died. Oh, no. I can hear you guys not hearing Chris, me. That's why you die. But I'm right here talking, and I can hear you guys. Uh, and yeah. you can't hear me. Yeah, I can hear oh, you, you can now. Hear me now. Came back. All right. Yeah, you came There's back. There's clearly some internet jargon going on with my connection. Uh, Fun. But I have we're rolling. been watching the uh, the voice connected thing, and it's been turning red on me a few times. Oh, jeez. Maybe. Do you think oh, it might be boy. Discord? Maybe no idea to tell. It it might be, but you know what? We'll just roll, and if we we know how going. to roll, we're good. We can just swap around yeah. if we need to. Yeah, uh, we're this far in. But no, Jazz's transformation I think is genius because I try. I did the thing. I tried it. I transformed mm-hmm. him, and as I transformed him, I kept posing him. He transforms like in the alleyway scene, right down to transforming mm-hmm. into a handstand that he flips over and he's he's a robot. And he's gone yeah, again. Yeah, uh, and I'm gone again, but the audience heard me <laughs> flipping out about it. My voice connected thing actually isn't even turning red, which is weird. Um, just let me know if you can hear me again. I'm just going to keep talking. Yeah, we can hear All you right. again. Hey, I was saying that Jazz transforms such that it's just like in the alleyway scene, basically. Uh, right. which Which made me flip out. Um I'm I'm in love with this figure. Like, it, like, does he actually does he actually have to do like the Booker T Spinner Rooney to transform? Or is that if you if awesome? you 
No, it's, it's like you it's can. optional, I guess. But like he actually he has two spins in his transformation, and if you pose him while you're transforming him, he's doing the move. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's friggin' okay. it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I got nothing bad to say about the figure except that it's small. Except that I like that part of this figure. So like I don't, I, I could have done with a waist joint. That's about it. Um, it's a shame there's no waist joint. I think there's room for one, but. There, I have a... The way that he his, like, parts clip around his hood, um, I never had great, like, it gets there, but it seems like there's a little bit of overlap. I wish that it, like, shifted a little bit better to get to there, to that point. Yeah, the, the transformation uh, definitely has aspects where, if you use the instructions, the transformation's not going to work very well. Like, you mm-hmm. got to get that peg on the inside of his roof into the hole on the back of his butt. That, that's mandatory. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, his whole vehicle mode doesn't come together. Thank goodness I heard about this on Twitter after, once I had the figure. Uh, the instructions suck. Let's just lay it out. The instructions still suck. Wait, which peg on the back of his roof? So there's a what? peg on the underside of his roof. Uh-huh. It's like a clear blue peg. If you don't have that uh-huh. peg pegged into the hole on the back of his butt then his car mode doesn't hold together very well compared to if it does. Oh, in car mode, because yeah. he's in robot mode oh. right now, and I'm like, what? No, how? how is that happening? Because it's the toy of the year, that's how! <laughs> uh, it's a good figure. Like, I I, yeah. I can't defend most I, of the people. Like, the reasons people don't like it are all reasons that are true. It's just that they don't bug me, you know? Yeah, I, I will say that for the comparison purposes, because I got Jazz and Lockdown at the same time, I understand that Lockdown, when you compare it, like, comparing these two back through Optimus Prime as your, like, meter stick of what sizes are what, that they are the same in robot mode and therefore their car modes match this way. However, the size difference between their cars is stupid. I So here's here's what I'll say. The robot mode scale thing I'm really into... And the way that it messes with the vehicle modes became clear to me the moment I looked at Voyager Optimus's vehicle mode. Mm-hmm. The vehicle modes on these things are secondary scale-wise, and it's a yeah. consequence of making the robot modes be the thing that matters this time. Yeah, And I don't mind that, to be honest. There's... I don't know. It's just a thing like I wish that Jazz was like 15% bigger. Well, you know, you know what I will guarantee you? is Wei Jang is going to knock him off and make him bigger because they're doing that for literally every Studio Series figure. Yeah. So if you do want that, it will be on the market. Not the, not the It'll be on the gray market, but it will be on the market. I would I would be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, that's that'd be like the thing I would hope out of that mold. But Lockdown makes for a decent toy as well. Um he doesn't have nearly the same fun of transformation I, that Jazz I does. I wish I'd opened Lockdown sec- uh, first, because I opened him second. Yeah, because he just it's kind of just like break the car parts off the back of him, and then you do just a couple of small flip bits. The most impressive thing on, on Lockdown out. is those little flip-around panels that bulk out his biceps. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame. He even has a waist joint that's kind of hidden and a little bit hindered. And like there's, there's good stuff yeah. in him. It's just that, like... He is a very straightforward toy. Um, he he is definitely a a condemnation of the original Lockdown Deluxe. He mm-hmm. he is proof that that Deluxe should never have been locked down. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's it's just, 
Like, I don't have anything, like, terrible to say about him. He's just kind of a limited and very straightforward, solid Transformer, you know, who could do to be a bit more poseable. He's just got lots of stuff that bangs into stuff. Good accessories, really good head sculpt. I should highlight that. The head sculpt is incredible for the size. Um, It's just he's, he's nowhere near as impressive, in my opinion, as Jazz. I'm nodding along. Uh, well, that, that that covers that Studio Series stuff you picked up. So mm-hmm. why don't we pop over to TJ? TJ, tell us about one of the things you got. Unless you can't hear me. No, I, no, I can okay. hear you. I'm never sure now. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just bluffing you now. Uh. <laughs> um, uh, I guess we'll go with the. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say which is interesting or less interesting. Let's just go with blast off for now all right so <laughs> there's not a whole lot of surprise in blast off i've had the mold since voldegas yeah he he is kind of a two-year-old toy in a way yeah <laughs> yeah been around for a while just waiting his turn yeah apparently this is not quite the right size for u.s consumption something like I don't that know. yeah it's and I I I, ne- I never know the excuses these days, but you know, he's still a really nice figure. It's nice to see the mold in actual blast off colors, and strangely enough, more accurate than the Takara version. And not not Just... doing the janky cartoon like my forehead is my eyeball thing. Yeah, <laughs> as mm-hmm. cute as that That's is, that's a really important thing. Like as cute as that is, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But it's cool to mm-hmm. see him not doing that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh yeah, it it's just a nice thing to finally have like a set of five combaticons who are the five combaticons and not have this this kind of my looper. Yeah, my you know yeah, my little brother is hanging out with my friends and it's really awkward. We just gotta canonize takeoff and then we're all gonna be good to go. Well here's the problem. Here's the fun part. I'm stuck with takeoff. Like there was part of me that was saying, Oh, I've got I've got I've got the real blast off now. I don't need I don't need a stand in blast off. Well, you, you uh, know who needs them though is all those voyagers who don't have enough limbs. Well, well, I, I don't I don't I don't got I don't get them. I don't have any. Oh, that's oh, that's uh, I guess a logical so solution to that problem. I suppose it's just not picking them up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Hasbro giveth and Hasbro taketh away. Mm-hmm. Because they th- they tried to make him as good as they tr- they went the extra mile on this guy. Like his wings are one hundred percent painted to get the color right. His legs are like ninety percent painted just to get the colors right. Ooh. Like they went all out on the deco. They threw in the little Megatronus, who is admittedly a cool looking little Prime Master. You know, if you actually have a Matrix lying around to swap in and out with them. Yeah. There's that hand-foot gun. Well. Which I believe I believe is a unique sculpt. Because it didn't look it didn't look familiar to me. Hmm. So it would be cool. They they decided to paint the whole thing silver. Which means it no longer matches the rest of the Combaticons. That just means so he's very ha- unique. Yeah, well, it means, like, if I combine him and actually use that hand, it's going to be like Bruticus has the one Michael Jackson sequin glove on. Well, okay, A, that actually sounds pretty cool. 
B, I'll say it only because I know someone's yelling it. You can always just get some third-party hands and feet. Yeah, for Bruticus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally. could al- I could also I could also do uh the thing that won't cost me a lot of money and that is just keep the old blast off and use his hand. You can also get the superior knockoff to the perfect effect hands and feet that's like 10 bucks a pop and actually has better tolerances. I I I could also just keep the hand I have and not pay anything. How about that? You get ankle tilts. Get get you some ankle tilts. He's standing just fine. Yeah. I'm trying to come up with reasons to get rid of takeoff for you. That's what I'm coming up with. No, no, it's not working. It's not working. It's just. (laughs) I just got back from a convention. Okay, I'm gonna take the cheapest route possible on this one. (laughs) Understandable. I know exactly how you feel. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce uh, if you're done if you're done with with blast unless there's something else about blast off to reveal. Uh. Uh. uh, uh no. No. They they <laughs> they didn't sneak in some super secret of the universe thing with blast off. He doesn't like somehow just transform into like hound or something as well as a hidden he mode. Come, he he comes with the parts to connect the RCs. Oh God! Those bastards! How <laughs> dare they? Um. I got another Studio Series because I actually got I, I got my Studio Series toys for very cheap because I, I used a sale and a coupon. So I got two Studio Series Deluxes and a Studio Series Voyager after taxes for about 60 Canadian, which felt real good. Um, the Voyager I got was Brawl. Um, they didn't have Megatron, but, you know, I didn't have Brawl. He was on sale. Uh, I like Brawl a lot. Uh, people told me I'd probably like Brawl a lot. And everyone was right. <laughs> he transforms super well. Uh, he is jank as in all the delicious ways I want a brawl robot mode from the movie to be jank. Um, really, my, my only problems with him are are like one of them. One of them might be me exp- like just demanding too much. But you know what? This studio series line has set a precedent. I was actually surprised brawl didn't have ankle tilts, and I was looking for them okay. f- for like a minute and a half. <laughs> Because I was just, I, I kind of expected they'd be there. I was like, oh, where are the ankle tilts? They must be in here somewhere. I'm just digging. I'm like, oh, no, wait. They're, physically, they don't exist. How weird. Um, also, I don't like the way that his missile launcher looking things that end up on his shoulders or behind him on those shoulder racks in robot mode. I don't like how they have to point at an angle in the tank mode. Uh, only because I keep reaching to tweak them. <laughs> Because it bothers me, and you can't actually get them to point straight forward. Um, other than that, like it would have been cool if you could remove the tank turret and plug it into his arm, which is something that the upscaled, uh, retooled knockoff is going to do. Um, but I really like the transformation. I love the way that he just slims out into this sleek-looking tank. Uh, I, I really like the, the weapon accessories when you plug him into his arms. He just looks rude. And uh, I think my, my only thing is... I keep thinking that the back of the turret, there's like a gap between the back of the turret and, the, and then the back of the of the tank. So there's like a hole if I look at it sideways. And I keep thinking I'm supposed to push the back of the turret down, but it doesn't push down. And as far as I can tell, I've done it all right. So it's just little things like that. Uh, the transformation is, is super cool, though. I really enjoy it. And I'm, I'm quite happy with the figure. Um, so everyone who said I'd probably like Brawl, uh, you were all correct. I do like him. Anyway, uh, Aaron, I'll uh, I'll pass the the mic mm-hmm. back over to you. Um, so masterpiece, uh, Sunstreaker. Yeah, the boy. 
Yeah, I am super glad I picked this up. Kind of sad that I hadn't like pre-ordered him to get him uh, even sooner. But oh, you got him now. Um, yeah, I got him now, and I got him for a good price at TFCon. So I got him for uh, the cheapest price in the room, I think. So. Oh, sweet. But yeah, uh, I really, really, really dig the way that um, you can change it to, from being like the supercar, whatever, to um, with a couple of flips, uh, make him look smooth. It's so slick too. The, the only thing I wish is that um, the the spoiler wasn't chrome. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it's just the contash, but um, minor minor quibbles i love all of the like crazy extra things that probably didn't need to be there like the fact that he has a, a trunk that opens for no good reason uh and the headlights that you can pop up or down um he's a show-off toy but at least it's in character you know he definitely <laughs> is a show-off toy and the first like three times i transformed him it was absolute paranoia um just there were are, there are a lot of very precise motions that are very ordered in order to make certain things did you, work. Did you grab uh, a video? I, I almost no. I oh didn't. my god! Okay, how did you? Wow! How did you get through that? Uh, I took it very slow and worked back and then forth because that that times. toy has has a has a certain moment i forgot what the panel was there's a panel that really really goes like click, click into place yeah and I so hate like it. the I way that, that the instructions his, don't point that out in any way his his roof to chest work um i had to take two or three rounds at that because when you turn him back into a car you like have to make sure that you do those in a certain stack a uh, certain stage yeah. because if you don't then one thing gets permanently stuck on top of the other um, the only thing I had an issue with is the driver's side mirror. The first, like, three times I transformed him, just friction shot the, uh, that side mirror off. <laughs> um, just because it wasn't, like, it's supposed to pivot around that pin a little bit. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it wasn't until, like, the third time it went sproying and I went hunting. Yeah. Um, but no, it's very poseable um to me other than the head i think it is a great um like i i don't like how super anime look his head is in comparison to like everything else i mean if you want to buy a second one i got good news Just, for you yeah i know <laughs> um but i i just like because everything else is very even like the robot mode it's as like toyetic i think as it kind of can be without like making it a big swing the other way there's no big glossed over bits and did we lose connection no again? i can hear you okay it just went deathly silent oh, to not even a hmm's there's something up um, here, and I think it's Discord, but we'll make it through. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, and like I said, I'm glad I got it. Yeah, like I... Um, 
I sing a lot of praise of that toy, but it's because I, I think it is, it's everything that Masterpiece Megatron MP36 did, but in a more compact and survivable package. Uh, and I, I like a mm-hmm. lot of what that toy did. So to me, Sunstreaker represents like, it represents huge steps forward in what they're pulling off with the transformations. Um, and what they're cramming into, into those Masterpiece toys with the raised price points. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, I, I highly encourage people when they even so much as hint is like, oh, I didn't pick it up and I'm thinking of picking it up. I'm just always like, you got to get it. You got to have an opinion. You got to get in on the conversation right now. Um, but I'm also impatient. So, you know, bear that in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Um, yeah. TJ, what was the other thing you picked up, even though you said it literally on the recording? Let's pretend like no one heard it. What did you what else mm-hmm. did you get this week? Uh, I grabbed, or I got sent, uh, the Prime Day Nemesis Prime. If I'd known that you had it, I would have, because mine is at the post office, and I decided, you know, I got all this editing I'm doing, maybe I'll just pick it up tomorrow, I have plenty to talk about this week. I didn't know you'd also got it, I probably would have gone to run and, and pick that thing up so we could talk together. So I, I did it to you both, you're both waiting for my stuff at the at the mail. Yep. Get it? Yep. I got all your toys. How is it? How is because the thing looks really cool to me. Okay, so yeah, I mean it's based on a really cool Optimus Prime. Yeah. So yes, just function and engineering and all that. It's still really really cool. Uh, there's a few things that work better. Like there's some joints on mine that are like scary tight now. Oh, nice. Like like the ne- like the Nemesis Pack's neck joint is a little bit frightening at first. And, but his his legs are still a little bit loose for me. So I don't know what it is. Those joints just don't quite fit. Yeah. But beyond that, everything still feels really good. It's still like a really solid toy. It's it's interesting to me the way the repaint works in that it it fixes the things that I had wrong it had strange with the toy before and all of that trailer kibble hanging off of Optimus Prime is the only thing that kind of distracted me. Yeah. Or seeing his, like, big red arms on the top of the trailer in vehicle mode. And, even like, even the junk that hangs out the back of the cab for the PAX mode, mm-hmm. even, like, just just being all solid black definitely just helps the look. It helps the silhouette. Yeah. And it just feels better. Because you don't have any of these awkward colors going on or there's a very obvious chunk that doesn't go here well it's yeah it's a thing we talked about uh, earlier in this episode of like you like color placement can do so much to just change the visual identity like in less obvious ways like yeah like like if if the whole figure is one color all that trailer stuff on the combined robot mode absolutely like it's just part of the robot mode 100 percent now mm-hmm. so yeah uh still feels really good new accessories are good yeah. Uh, Giza plays really nice. Um, hype. Uh, the new cannons that he's got, like they're made to pu- they're made to plug onto his forearms, or at least the exposed uh, egg holes there. And that's true in the truck mode too, because you have to open up two of the panels in order to connect them to the sides the way they are in the pictures. Yeah. That means there's a big okay. hole in his trailer. Oh yeah. That part's not pleasant. <laughs> Oh, on on the upside, 
the handles, the little the pegs to connect them on. Mm-hmm. They do have little mm-hmm. holes in them, and those holes do fit onto the Prime Master ports on top. Oh, sweet. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, so you can also plug them in on top, and that way, with the where the rifle normally stores, you've got like five cannon barrels pointed forward. I love it when they just take the the one little moment. It, I mean, it's obviously more than that, because there's math involved, but like what feels like the one little moment. You're like, hey, what if we also just, what if we have this extra touch of modularity with the existing connection ports? Yeah. I'm not even sure if it's intentional or happenstance, but it feels intentional just because both cannons fit up there side by side perfectly. Yeah. But either way, you've got the option there. Doesn't leave you any place for swords to go, but at the same time, swords have always looked dumb, just kind of stuck onto a vehicle, so yeah, I'm not bothered. Going back to Studio Series Lockdown for a second, his his vehicle mode storage for his weapons is just stick them on the sides. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it it actually, again, like, Jazz just does it a bit better. Like, yes, you're sticking his big, dumb movie Jazz gun that still makes no sense to me onto the the spoiler of the vehicle mode, but it looks like a a jerry-rigged, like, satellite gun, whereas Lockdown, it just looks like you glued a a hook and a sword to the doors of a a fancy car. Mm -hmm. Um, My only real... My only real issue with Nemesis Prime is completely just personal taste and like, oh god, I wish they did this kind of thing. Yeah. Like the the toy itself is still rock solid. And yeah, like I said, like a one solid color scheme just it help it helps visually so much. I am not big on the Nemesis packs just because it feels like an afterthought. Hmm. Like he's yeah. yeah. Like he's got the same like he's both modes have the brand new head, but they're still just like a really mean Optimus Prime head with a faceplate. Like if they'd done a more like this is a young Nemesis Pax, if such a thing had existed. Yeah. Like at, at most, he's got a mohawk going and that's about as young and rebellious as he gets. <laughs> he's punk. He's Nemesis punk. He's punk. Mm-hmm. He's, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh. I really feel like they missed a trick here by not designing him after R.I.D. Scourge. Like, with a new chest and shoulders, so he could upgrade into Nemesis Prime. Mm-hmm. And that that's, like, my only... God, I, I I feel like they missed an opportunity here. But beyond that, yeah, he's still a really fun toy. And it's just, like, got a ton more stuff now to make him more fun. So, yeah. Great. Excellent. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to probably go grab mine tomorrow once I uh I get this TFCon stuff done. Um well TJ actually speaking of stealing your mail. Uh mm-hmm. I got something in today that I ordered on eBay which you talked about before. I got that little Hearts of Steel uh Bumblebee. The uh, third party oh, one. I did see the I did see the pictures of that. So, I mean, you told me about him. I've talked to the people who own him. Yet when I opened him up, he was twice as big as I thought he was going to be in my mind's eye. Right? Because that's a, like, that was a big toy. Like, that, the, the price I thought was like, well, you know, intricate transformation, I guess. He's gonna, their toys are 20 bucks. He's a, he's like, you know, 35, whatever. But no, he's actually a really good deal. <laughs> like, considering his size for like, at least what I paid was like, you know, just under 40 Canadian. Um, yeah, like, what, what you're paying for him is about what you'd pay for a deluxe out of Takara. Yeah, and, and he's very painted. Um, and, and a really solid toy. The big, the biggest problem with him, uh, physically is that he, he is crying for some wrist swivels, um, uh, with that hammer weapon. 
because you can still get good poses mm-hmm. out of him. It's just that wrist swivels would make double-handed poses really easy, and he's carrying a sledgehammer. Like, he's 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 calling out for those. Um, truly, my only major problem with him is his instructions are terrible in a specific way. They They leave steps out, but they also have you do things in the wrong order that prevents some steps from even being doable in the first place. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. See, so don't use them. Go find a video. <laughs> or or <laughs> if you have time, like I did today, just try to suss them out and try to figure out how the instructions screwed up. Um, also, I've, yeah. I found I had to loosen a couple screws on him. There were some swivel joints that were just so tight um, that I gave a quarter turn left on, uh, like, you know, those the big rotation on, on his uh, shoulders and inner torso. Um, those two mm-hmm. sides, like the, one of them was just so tight. I was like, thank goodness these are rotating right on a screw that I can just like tweak. Um, but no, he's, he is an excellent little figure. I'm super happy with him. Um, and I'll just throw in, you know, you know that really tiny bumblebee I talked about last time we podcasted the uh, TF con toy of the show, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I ordered from the eBay seller was the gold bug colored version of that toy who comes with a, a new piece, which is a silver jet pack that just like plugs on the spare tire, um, cylinder on the back of Bumblebee. Um, and the gold bug version also has a new head cause it's a faceplate head cause it's gold bug. And the thing they did, which is so genius, which I put up on Twitter is if you don't transform the backpack, then it is the Throttlebot hood. So this toy with a new head, if you tra- if you just don't transform the backpack, the gold bug looks 100% like gold bug, basically. Um, the third version of the figure they made was a bug bite, like the Bakon toy. I looked at it. Right. I don't think I need it. Like, I like this toy, but I'm cool with two of them, and I was never the biggest fan of that bug bite. Um, it was like it was a neat looking color scheme, but it was like a GoBots reference that was like so far removed by that point. I was like, I'm just not feeling it. So uh, for thirty five bucks, I'm or thirty bucks, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll leave that alone for now. Um, but now I got, I still got a nice package of third party micro bumble. Well, I say micro bumblebees. One of them is basically a deluxe, uh, and I'm, I'm really happy with them. So um, that was actually spurred on. I was, I was almost like, maybe I'll just wait for another show. But then TJ, when you talked about yours, I was like, maybe I'll just go on eBay because maybe this will all just be simpler. <laughs> um. And uh, Aaron, that brings me back to you. Have you got any other Transformers to hit up? Uh, uh, I think I mentioned uh, the the King of Predas. Yeah, you've got a whole. Well, that's one, but it's also five. Yeah, uh, yeah. I messed I messed with uh, Repro Labels is for a, um, a day or so, and uh, I still want to pick one up. I really adamantly don't want to pay retail for it, but I still want to pick one up. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So I got mine from uh, like it showed up briefly at Amazon for. Uh, dead retail. Uh, so I snatched it up as quickly as I could. And, um, man, as Predaking, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And as robots, he's pretty good. And as the animals, sure is a third man. So, so someone, I was talking to someone, I think it was, uh, oh god, no, I can't remember, of course. I was talking to someone about this on Twitter. And I, I have a way to summarize this that, that, in my opinion, is super accurate, but I'm also biased because it's me. Everything Predaking's doing is exactly the same as Devastator, but Devastator's alt modes could get away with it. Okay. Whereas the Predacons are turning into living... Like, the Constructicons are basically turning into little bricks on wheels, and it looks Mm -hmm. right. The Predacons are turning into bricks with little legs, and that doesn't look as right. Yeah. 
that that is not a a bad uh way to say it because i never ended up getting devastator oh okay uh, yeah it was just like the you know one time when it showed up it was way expensive and then it never really had like that same kick that came around and then i was just like passed yeah but yeah no i've i've enjoyed having this to transform back and forth constantly um there there are just some of the places where it it's reliant on pegs and panels that i think that there's that i've got like an extra bit of flash hiding somewhere yeah that just keeps it from pegging well I, uh, and pulling everything together. I found in Predaking mode, the fold-out panels to fill in his flanks are in this very irritating position of there what I end up grabbing to do the waist swivel, and then they mm. collapse in when I grab them. <laughs> so, like, the first couple times I transformed them, I didn't even deploy those. Oh, okay. Just because it was, like, the instructions weren't terribly clear about it. And I just didn't. And then it was like, wait a second. He's supposed to have something that fills that out. <laughs> Where it? Oh, oh, okay. There's like nothing that, like, it's entirely non-essential, which makes me think that it's a matter of like that might have been something that was further down the line. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait a second, we can fill this out. And what's weird is, did you look on the inside of the kind of the hole in his back that they sculpted all that stuff inside of that that hole? Basically, he's got like mm-hmm. turbine kidneys sculpted in there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's definitely enjoyable. Um, all of the uh, joints are big enough and strong enough that they will hold most any kind of crazy pose you put him into um it's an enjoyable toy yeah the and the combination engineering i really wanted to take a moment like actually running that toy through the combination the way he combines Mm -hmm. is immensely satisfying uh it's a really Mm -hmm. good combination design and if there was something that had to be the highlight of the toy they picked the right thing and definitely how how it combines is very uh enjoyable yeah between just like the the way that the symmetry on things is good, but even then, um, like Rampage, I'm not the best with their names. The way that it is different um, from Dive Bomb, yeah. but still, like in the end, all comes together to be the similar silhouettes. Is like enjoyable. Rampage transforms a lot with his mm-hmm. backpack, whereas Dive Bomb transforms less but but his arms like turn inside out or his shoulders mm-hmm. turn inside out it, it, it's really cool and like all, all i'll say is like there there are obvious faults with the figure it's just that they're not wrong to have as, as critiques i just would really advise like like don't forget that devastator had the same issues but had the alt modes to get away with it and that I I don't think I'm mad if the beast modes are little bricks, because at the end of the day, posing beast mm-hmm. modes is not all that fun. <laughs> yeah. So I I just I found at the end of the day I didn't really mind that much. Like uh, the robot modes being articulated uh, is what saved that set for me. If the robot modes were also mm-hmm. bricks, then we'd have a problem. And that was a problem with the American release of Devastator. Is a couple of the robots were were bricky in some very surprising places. 
Um, but those they, those robot modes are all pretty. They, they're basic, but solid in how they're basic. Um, yeah, that that's that's a good review. I like the way that his uh, the the like rampage's tail and then the other cannon thing come together for some kind of gun. Oh, it's the forearm gun. Um, yeah. I, I like when when that sort of thing happens. I wish he didn't have oven mitt hands. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know that there's a, another set that's coming out that makes better wings and fills in his abs and makes better I mean, that, hands. That toy is a template for upgrade kits. And, right. And j- rightfully um, so. There's there's stuff to upgrade on him that I think will make him even better. Um, especially mm-hmm. if those if the new upgrade hands can still fold up and go inside the feet for storage, which I yeah. I believe if, if they that can. can. If that can be done. Uh, that'll be definitely a step uh, closer to um, oh, to, to being uh, a guy. I get kid. it, a step closer because they're going into the uh, the feet. Yeah, feet. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I pun hey, once. Hey everyone, Come on. Aaron told a joke. Why don't you send him a tweet saying thanks, Aaron, for telling a joke? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I think about it for my Transformers get. I mean. Uh, Outback and Cindersaur. Hey, we, we talked about those. Those molds. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else from TFCon that I've opened. I still hadn't opened the G2 Jazz, hadn't opened the G2, whatever the heck the carded thing was. Um, been a busy kind of like week and a half at work. I hear you. I got, I got busy as soon as I got back from TFCon and then immediately went to another convention. So, mm-hmm. woo! I'm going to a convention... Very shortly, we talked about it. <laughs> um, well, I got I got one more uh, on topic thing uh, to talk about, which showed up today. Uh, I took some pictures mm-hmm. of it. I talked about it a whole lot on Twitter. I got Masterpiece Beast Wars Dinobot because I got it off Amazon Japan, so they <sighs> sent it with a DHL, so it got here right away. And and I had a DHL person who was had a brain, so he just brought it up and knocked on my door like a normal person does. Um, so I popped the figure open. This figure's been out for about a day. And we already have a story about it, which I'm sure you guys have heard about, which is the shoulder ratchet. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going to lay out how this how this story works, because I've seen because it's it's about an expensive figure having a um, so far repeated more than four times flaw for different people's copies. It's worrisome. Um, I, I advise wait until we have reports that more than about four or five people have had the problem just in case we all got unlucky, you know, Um and it's really hard to explain this in audio, so I'm gonna I'm gonna glaze over some stuff uh, for for the sake of time. And because if I spend a lot of time describing it, it's not gonna help you. Like you got to see a video or something. But his shoulders, um, have, there's a lot of ratchet joints in this toy, and his his arm shoulders ratchet joints are fine. There's another set of ratchets that the whole shoulder uses that that is kind of tucked into his uh, his collar. Um, and that's actually two different sets of ratchets, one of which is for uh, the hip flaps of the Dinobot mo- of the dinosaur mode, which then end up covering the dinosaur head inside the torso, which are then covered up with a blue panel because the transformation's magic. Um, on the right shoulder, everything's fine. On the left shoulder, this is the part that's chilling, which makes me think this may well be a, a big problem. Uh, the left shoulder is mm-hmm. the one consistently that starts starts acting up. Um, and the, the main problem is the ratchet joint... Uh, on mine actually was fine for the first transformation, and then on second transformation to robot mode, I noticed it was getting way the hell stiffer. Um, 
Now, here's the upside. If you have some shock oil or, you know, a lubricant for toys, which at this point, if you have floor polish, you really should have some lubricant for toys. And I'll say right now, yes, you are right. It should not be your responsibility to fix your own toys you buy. But now that we've said that, let's be solutions oriented here. Um, the the ratchet teeth that you would then brush the lubricant onto, very sparingly, by the way, are highly accessible. You can see, uh, if, 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 if I'm talking circumference here, there is a point in the transformation where you can see 90% of the circumference of the gear. So it's extremely easy to lubricate the gear. I added one drop spread over two sides of the gear, and mine's fine now. Um, the nature of the brake is that the little, you know how a ratchet gear, you know, it's, it's kind of like two hats in a way that are kind of clamping open and closed as you move them. And one of them mm-hmm. has a sticky outy tab that kind of holds it in place while the other one is kind of like bolted in place. The sticky outy tab is the part that if, if this tension gets too high can eventually snap off. And then the whole ratchet thing just turns into a friction joint. This is not his main shoulder articulation joint. And this does not cause anything to fall off. This is important to state it does not mean this problem is, is, you know, good or ignorable, but it's important to state this is not an entire limb breaking off because I've seen it get a little misconstrued already here and there. Um, and on mine, so on mine, it started to happen. The fix is you put a tap of lubricant in there and uh, and then try to move it. The way to identify if this is happening, move the right shoulder. It's got a way of moving. If the left shoulder is a hell of a lot, or even slightly tighter, and you don't want to chance it, then you know it's time to add a bit of lubricant. And maybe you should just add, like give it a test click, and unless you feel it is buttery smooth, just add that dab of lubricant in there. Um, I got We got two theories that were bumped around in a two-tweet exchange between me and Random Factor. I thought both theories were, were pretty solid. One of them is that perhaps the lubricant they used at the factory is just evaporating for whatever reason. However, it it seems to be confined to the left shoulder. That makes me think that they're using some kind of mirrored assembly that perhaps works for the right shoulder, but not for the left shoulder on some micrometer scale. Mm -hmm. Um, Either way, it is super easy to lubricate this joint because most of this joint is fully exposed from the outside. Um, I was asked if it would make sense to open up the ratchet and snip uh, the spring to be shorter. That would also be a solution. However, this sort of one and a half slash double ratchet joint is held together with a pin running through it. So you'd have to knock a pin out to do that. I would only do that if you've already broken it and you've got some kind of replacement part. That is when you would want to do that. Otherwise, it is exponentially easier to just lubricate that one joint. Um, and it is that simple to fix. We'll see tomorrow, but I have been moving this joint up and down all day, and it does not feel like it's getting any tighter. Um, and the shock oil is... Say so it's all fun and games until we hear it explode in your hand. I mean, hey, if it breaks here, then we know for sure, right? Um, I would say maybe it's starting to... There is a certain aspect of it that's starting to get a little bit squeakier, so I might add another like half drop like half head of a toothpick of shock oil. When you're putting shock oil on a toy, you want to be very sparing and then go up, basically. Put a dab in and make sure you work the joint a bit to get it into the teeth. Um, The question of, should I skip a pre-order on this toy over this issue? I do not think this is an issue to cancel a pre-order on the toy because the solution for the issue is incredibly straightforward, incredibly easy, identified, and simple to do. Um, If... 
adding a drop of shock oil after buying a $3 bottle of shock oil off of, e- off of uh, not eBay, or if you want to, but off of Amazon, is too much for you, then yes, you should cancel the pre-order. It's just, I, I don't see how it's too much, and that shock oil will help you out in your toy collecting life just as much as the floor polish you should have already bought as well. Um, and that's that's kind of the, the, just to hit that shoulder issue right away. That's that's how I'm looking at it. Um, I think it, it is a shame. It's a it's a huge shame um, that this is starting to look like it's going to be a repeatable issue. Um, I think it really sucks for the people who broke the figure on day one before this issue had really been spotted as something to look out for. Uh, because to repair that gear, that piece could easily be replicated in 3D printing. Um, it wouldn't quite be the right color. It would be easily replicated, but to install it would be a pain as far as I can tell. Um, however, now we all know. So, uh, to the folks who already broke it, I would suggest there's a good coin toss chance. If you go to whoever you bought it from and say, this thing broke, it's the known issue. Can I get a replacement? Um, you know, coin toss chance that your retailer will probably replace it for you. If this is your, you know, the first time you're saying this, um, I want to get away from talking about this this issue, but I just want to make sure I'm covering all the bases on it because it is a very hot topic. Um, and I and I also want to stress that, like, please don't be terrified of this issue. Uh, it is so identifiable. It's just there are, there are there are more mysterious toy breaks that have been scarier than this. Um, and also, I'm going to get into the gushing now. The rest of this toy is frigging magic. Uh, the transformation is is. Uh, oddly straightforward, but also inc- it is insane. Um, the way that it opens up with two of the flanks of the dinosaur just turning inside out, and holy crap, those are actually his thighs in robot mode. Um, the legs do a majority of the actual transforming, the robot legs, because they, they don't just compress and fold, but they also very subtly reshape themselves as they're doing so. Um, and then, like, you know, the, then there's a, there's a whole bunch of, like, just turning stuff inside out, basically. Um, I do have a huge criticism of the instructions, and this, this enters into the shoulder issue. When you're moving that shoulder ratchet, outside of using it as a secondary articulation point for extreme shoulder poses, you're also moving it during a part of transformation that the instructions, in my opinion, are presenting to you in the wrong order. Um, I've tried doing the transformation in a different order, and it's a hundred times easier. Um where you're folding those hip flanks into the inside of the torso and then trying to get the blue flanks of the robot torso around them. They're having you do it after locking the robot mode chest together, and I think that is a huge pain in the butt that's not necessary to do first. You can do that last. Um, While you're doing all of that, uh, you're trying to work this... Like, these ratchets are on the end of another set of double-jointed friction joints, and it's three steps or four steps in the instruction book and it's not enough steps. And then they do the thing where they show you, here's a cutaway view uh, in addition of what the joint should look like here, here, and here. This double joint. Here's the shape it should be. Here's the shape it should be. They're having you look at the inside of the toy in isolation on the paper from like three separate angles while you're also trying to figure out what you're even trying to accomplish. Uh, and it just brings me back to my point. There should have been a video to go with this because that part of the transformation is simply not communicatable on paper. Um, I've, I've come to feel this is the problem with MP36 as well, with some parts of MP Sunstreaker. The transformations on Masterpiece Toys, in a positive way, are becoming imaginative, creative, and smart, and genius in what they're accomplishing in a way that you can't communicate in still images, let alone grayscale images based on the CAD model, 
let alone ones where the contrast also could do with being a little bit better than it is on the sheet. So, yes, you can just go find Wotafa's video, you can go find PL's video, you can go find anyone's video, but that's someone who shouldn't be the one making the video because they're, they don't have a video to work off of, you know? Um, so, I mean, by the time you're hearing this, if, if you've got this toy coming, there's probably videos all over the place, so whatever, but, that was just another moment where I was sitting there going like, you know, what's probably exacerbating the shoulder issue is you want to be careful with those shoulders in case yours, yours is on the verge and you didn't know to lubricate it. But you're also simultaneously working that joint while trying to figure out what the hell you're doing with the three other attached joints to it. Um, anyway, I'm going to stop ranting about instructions. I do this like every other like what every every three or four weeks I start yelling about instructions. Um, yeah. So the, 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 the dinosaur mode is, 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 it's how he's packaged. It's really cute. It's, it's trying so hard. And the only place where it's limited is it's not actually all that posable. The arms are posable. The neck is posable, but the legs are actually very locked. Um, you can bend the knees and you can swivel it at the, at just above the knees. You can tilt the ankles. You can move the toes, but the actual hips are locked. They are dead locked. Um, so that he's not very posable in raptor mode. Uh, robot mode is great though. Uh, he's not hyper posable. He's oddly actually limited in how far out his hips can go um, sideways, but that's also the hip. The hips are ratcheted. It's quite nice. He has a big old ab crunch, a uh, big old waist joint. Um, his double jointed elbows are weird because once you've turned the raptor feet inside out to turn them into the robot arms, parts of them might feel like they're coming in and out of the back of his biceps. That's because they are, but I think it's by design. Um because you basically have interlocked double joints going on and it's so if it's happening don't worry that's normal um he he's very posable and i I really like his articulation he's got four different faces it's friggin it's it's the mainframe model man it's like this is dinobot and the best part is the the mouth opens but it, it opens there's a lot of range on how much it opens and if you just nudge it open from closed it looks like he's just baring his teeth or cracking a grin um and then the uh, the LEDs in the eyes are super friggin' bright, just like Optimus Primals. And if you hold the button down, it changes from red to green. And if you click it again, it goes back to red. Then it fades out after some amount of seconds. Um, the uh, the sword is Vac Metal Chrome, which is a shame. I don't think it should have been, but it is. I mean, that's that's accurate to the CG model, right? In a way. Um, mm-hmm. And then the the tail actually has the spinning gimmick. From the deluxe, if I recall correctly, the deluxe actually had a spinning gimmick, but it has the yep. it has a push plunger spinning gimmick, uh, with a diameter of ten inches on the spinning shield, <laughs> so it doesn't spin very fast. It feels more like the spinning gimmick is in there as an homage, and that makes me love it more because <laughs> they're like, hey, look, remember the old toy could do this. We want to just pay one last little homage to it. Um, also, there's a whole thing where the half the tail can split in half, rotate back, and fold back to make the tail not be super long when it's the shield. And those things have to kind of extend out a bit at their rotation joints. That part is extremely stiff. And there's actually an extra note added in, an extra little instruction sheet added in, telling you, unfortunately not in the text you can't read unless you speak Japanese, but the pictures made me realize what I thought I was going to do is what they're recommending you do. Is you have to, If you twist, if you turn left and right on the swivel... Um, that part of the tail, then it will also help it start to come out of its seating to give you the extra room to swing the thing around. I'm not going to explain any more. That was a bad explanation. You just need to see it in motion. Doing this in audio will not help anybody. But, um, yeah, the one last cute thing about the tail, you can also store it on his back, like on the old Deluxe. 
so there's just little throwbacks to the old to the old deluxe toy that are very unnecessary but very welcome. Uh, this is a love letter kind of figure. Um, he also comes with a golden disc. Uh, he comes with a little adapter so you can hold the thing. There's also a little fold out like record stand for the golden disc if you just want to have it sitting on the table. Uh, okay. And then the stand he comes with. I don't know where this thing came from. This is this stand is better than some of the Bandai Macross stands I've seen. Uh, in that the stand is is adjustable in height using a, a third like a, kind of a, a hydraulic arm axis thing. There's two modular plates that you can put together that then this longer thing attaches to with the arm on it. Uh, the top of the arm can pitch and yaw, I believe are the terms, in four different directions. So you get sideways tilt, which makes me think that this stand is is actually designed for whenever they redo the Seekers. Um, and in the way he attaches to the stand, they give you two specialized clear plastic adapters that, I, like, one of them pegs in in four places on his butt to give him a stand attachment on his butt. The dinosaur one, you actually open the bottom of the dinosaur chest, peg the stand to the inside of that, and it's designed so you can then close the dinosaur chest, and now you have a stand adapter sticking out of, like, a hidden hole, basically. Or, like, a, it integrates into the dinosaur belly, basically. Um, so, I, if I haven't made it clear, I think this Masterpiece toy is very good. <laughs> it has a shoulder issue that sucks and shouldn't be there, and is giving this toy a real lousy first 48 hours. But... It is fixable, and once you fix it, and once you get past that, like, the rest of this figure is in-friggin-credible. Uh, and it is making me extremely excited about how much this might just be a preview of Beast Wars Megatron's uh, masterpiece toy. So, in short, TJ, when you get this, get some shock oil, and everything will be fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've i got some ordered on amazon all right you're set and you know what that shock oil it will help you out for i i have i've had a tiny like what is it a, a two fluid ounce bottle of it uh 59 milliliters of it i've had since like 2012 and i'm still fine with it like it's because you just use like the tiniest toothpick drop at a time it also is really good for fig arts if you get squeaky joints that's why i got it in the first place um it's helped me out with some Iron Factory toys that had really tight tolerances. So it is, it's just a helpful tool. Um, you know, end of line. Uh, and I, I've gone on for a bit, so I'll, I'll cap it there. But I'm, I'm really pleased with this figure. Oh, oh, I do have one major critique I'll throw down right now. So he's got ratchet joints everywhere, right? He even has ratchet joints in his robot wrists for holding the, the spinny shield thing. Okay. In both modes... His ankles, be they the robot ankles or the dinosaur ankles that are replaced with ratcheted, quote-unquote, ankles for his wrists. All of his ankles are just friction joints. So he's actually difficult. To, in, in dinosaur mode, he's extremely hard to keep standing without the stand or without using his tail as a tripod. In robot mode, I've figured out ways to get him to stand that, that work out. Um, and he's actually not all... Once you get used to him, he's not too hard to stand. But when you first get him, if you just put him down, the weight of this toy will overcome the ankle tilts and he'll just start leaning forward immediately. <laughs> and I'm kind of like... I'm sitting there just looking at them going like, you guys stuffed ratchets literally everywhere except one of the most important places you could have possibly put ratchets on this toy. <laughs> Like, there's even ankle tilts on the raptor feet, but, the, you know, you can barely use them um, without, without the stand, anyway. The stand is a godsend. 
But uh, yeah, that's my piece on on Masterpiece Dinobot. Um, Aaron, were you getting this figure? I can't remember. Um, I'm going to at some point. All right, get you some shock oil, then you'll be set. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, m- money concerns are going other places right now. You can get so. you some shock oil right away. It's like three bucks. You can just get get you some shock oil. Yeah, uh, I can. I can get the shock oil. The 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 figure might be a different. Oh, question. I'm more concerned about you having shock oil. And also you, dear listener, I'm more concerned about you having shock oil. I suddenly concerned about the listeners. Only for a second. Um, oh, I forgot. He also has a laser eye blast piece. That's spo- it's, it has ridges. It's supposed to reflect the light for the lasers. It doesn't. Guess what? It doesn't. Once again, trying to fill a clear piece with, with LED light doesn't work. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know why they didn't just make it green. There's no reason for it. Like, unless, Did he ever shoot red lasers? Maybe I'm forgetting. Nope. Okay, it should have just been clear green, and I don't understand who got the idea once again that they're going to somehow break physics and go like, no, we figured out how to micro-reflect light through this entire thing. No, you didn't. It doesn't work. Stop doing it. Uh, anyway, I had to get it off my chest. <laughs> so I, just, I looked at I went to put the figure down, and I looked at that thing, and I was like, oh, right, you, you accessory. <laughs> uh otherwise it like it, it pegs into his eyeballs in the the clear eyes head really well it's just it's, it's trying to do something that's that's way above what it's capable of doing i wanted to i wanted to play you the sound of the spinny gimmick because it's 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 nostalgic i'm trying to figure out how to do this here we go ah uh, that's what that's fun i dropped it i picked it up um anyway tj you're gonna have this thing soon i'm assuming so I expect a full report. Um, mine is leaving Japan right now. I, I expect a full report. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go to off. Let's briefly go to off topic. Let's not spend too long because we're probably tired. <laughs> but um, Aaron, did you do anything off topic? Uh, I have two out of five robot lions built. Oh yeah, you got the Lego Voltron. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was during our uh, 12-hour gameathon uh, on Saturday. Like a couple people asked me if I had gotten if I had ordered it yet. I said no. I'm hanging on until after Gen Con. And then other people were talking about it. And I was like, fine, I'll order it now. And then it showed up was, today, and I managed how, to get. How, when do I get uh, to bully you into doing stuff like that? Uh, come to one of these 12-hour gaming All events. Right. I guess. Um, but no, and we had actually, we had a really good, uh, event there. So, uh, if you donated the $5 or more, then you got a free player fair, which costs $5. So there were a lot of people that were just giving me $5 instead of the business $5. And that worked out surprisingly well. All right. I want to do an extra life stream soon. I was thinking about it this weekend at Com Bravo and I was like, I haven't done an extra life stream in since, since last extra life. You I should want to do one so that you can actually put some numbers on the board. Hey, I put a number on the board. Did yeah. you? Is that number something other than zero? I got a t-shirt. I did whatever you did. That's proof. Oh, that last year. What have you done oh, this year? Yeah, I'm talking about last year. This year I'm, I'm saving myself up for a good fresh start okay. very soon. Uh, I forgot one other thing about Dinobot. The instructions have a very specific set of instructions of like, hey, you know how Dinobot has crazy hands? 
Mm -hmm. And maybe you're confused because you shouldn't blame yourself if you are. They literally have a guide. Here's how to ball his hands up into fists. Here's how his... This is what it's supposed to look like when Dinobot's weird hands form into fists. Like, I actually really appreciated that part of the instructions. Um, that said, TJ, did you do anything off-topic uh, this week? Okay, uh, I did. Uh, just before I begin, is there anything else about Dinobot? I'm I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Uh, he's got a special. He's got special peg holes on the insides of his palms, so he's actually really good at holding his sword when you pull it out of the spinning shield. And then his fingers are really good at actually forming a fist around the, the sword handle. He looks really cool when he's holding a sword. It's a shame it's vac metal. It was chipped out of the package. I'm already seeing more chips. I don't care. It's vac metal. Okay, I'm done. Uh, okay. So Metricon gave to me some things that uh, weren't Transformers, but still transform. All right. So I got the Digivolving Spirit War Greymon and Metal Garurumon. Are those the Gokin ones or are those? Uh, yeah, they're the new ones. Okay, because I keep eyeballing those at Anime Extreme. They're too expensive for me, given I don't know anything about Digimon, but the transformations look magical. Uh, they're pretty special. I mean, there's there 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 are some oddities here and there, you know. There's the spooky looking one, and I keep getting tempted by him. The transformation on that shouldn't work, and it does. And I want that one because it works so well. Oh, God, my God. Should I get that thing if I ever see it for you? know, this is, this is not I, a I conversation have, for here. I don't, have, I don't have that one. I don't have it. <laughs> no, uh, so they're a, little, they're a little bit weird in their, uh, in their like, standard, their rookie forms. Yeah. And you got, you got a, you know, there's pieces showing through. Like on the Metal Garumon, especially, or just so no one calls me on it, Gabumon. I know their names. I'm keeping it simple. I'm 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 making this a Digimon corrections-free podcast. I'm just stating this right now. None of we're all allowed okay. to get Digimon wrong. There you go. It's been said by the management. Okay. Uh, the transformations are really cool. Like I had, I had the old Wargreymon. They did the transformed, and yeah. the transformation on this one. It shares a few notes, but for the most part, it is a very different experience. So that really surprised me. Uh, same, the same goes for the Garurumon. Uh, both very articulated, of course. They got the metal in the right spot, so it actually helps balance them rather than hindering them in any way. Yeah. Uh, there's some really clever elements, like. The Gabumon has a like a unicorn horn in his rookie form, and when he transforms, that's the base of the tail for Metal Garurumon, and the the shapes are spot on. Like it, it's just it's a it's an extremely clever toy. I wish mine hadn't broke on transformation. Oh no! Mm-hmm. I will tell you. Okay, so the Agumon's fine. Uh, everything on him. Nice and solid. I didn't have any real issue aside from a few tight panel tolerances. Uh, the Gabumon slash Metal Garurumon. The back legs on that thing are held on by one screw. And mine uh, was apparently stripped at the factory. So the leg just fell off as soon as I pulled it a little too hard. Uh, now, luckily, it's nothing some epoxy shouldn't fix because it just goes into a socket that doesn't show anywhere i was gonna ask if it's gluable because I've, I've done that with strip screws before when it's a part that doesn't move yeah well the whole area like i don't understand why it was only one screw because the whole area doesn't show anywhere so I, I don't know why like i'm just gonna epoxy the whole thing and it shouldn't 
heard it at all. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a bummer because they are very expensive toys. So when you oh, see yeah, you yeah. Know, for what they are, I mean, I mean, like like you know, if you if you buy Dinobot, you don't know about the shoulder ratchet, and you hear the ratchet go, you know, it sucks. Yeah. Like I, I keep restating it because I I get the impression like it's easy to take what I'm saying as apologism for an expensive toy breaking out of the box, and I'm not. I really want to make sure I'm not doing that. Like I just I'm solutions oriented. Like in your case, you're like, all right, I'll epoxy it. Like it sucks, but I'll fix it. You know, right, right. See, so yeah, they're they're perfectly fine. I still want the rest of the set because they're still going. They just showed off some other one in in uh, Tokyo last weekend. Yeah, I I might end up sometime down the road if I can find it for a decent price. I might get the creepy looking one because like the the fact like I can kind of at a glance see sort like you can look at them and go like oh I bet you that's that and that's that. But the, the more you look at it, it's also like, but how is it doing that without like disintegrating? You know. <laughs> Yeah. How's it doing that without being made of putty? <laughs> yeah. God, there's a, there's another one that's I think it just came out that's also just like where did you hide all of that? Is it Cuz are... I know the one you're Sorry. I, was... I know the one you're talking about cuz like it's got super thin joints and all that. Yeah, super yeah. Thin arms, legs and like. Are so, are those like... were those Bandai or Takara? I can't remember. Bandai. Okay, I was I was sitting there going like I wonder if there's some kind of team cross pollination between them and the Beast Wars masterpiece guys, but yeah, I guess not. Yeah, this thing you just linked. What the friggin' yeah? Where is half of that in there? Like I can see bits of both on both of them, but it's like still where where did you put all of that? Yeah, I don't know this thing's name by the way. For the listener, maybe you, what, what's it called? It's it's Alphamon. Okay. Because I'm seeing a frigging Code Geass robot that somehow erupted out of a purple chocobo. And and you can yeah. see bits of both of them on both modes, but not in a way that makes this make any sense. Because it looks like the purple chocobo is just, like, skinned and hanging off of his butt. And that doesn't explain where the friggin' giant shoulder pads came from, the V-fin, the, the giant chest. Yeah, like, this line is, is fascinating to me on an engineering level. <laughs> what the hell? Where is... Like, I think I see one of the robot feet sticking out the bottom of the chocobo thing, but, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, more to come. I'll probably get a couple more from that line at some point. Yeah, and I uh, I, I want to throw in, I think, I forgot who, I think it might have been Bolt Matrix was telling me that these things are cool, and he's got videos up, but because the only reason I'm interested in these is I don't know how the transformation works, I've kind of actively been avoiding watching any videos for if I ever do pull the trigger, so I'm, I'm living in this purposeful ignorance that I'm still kind of enjoying, so just in case anyone's wondering, like, why don't you just go see how they work, like, that's, that's why. Because it, it lets me flip out when you send me a picture of this thing, and I'm like... I, oh, the, the shoulder pauldrons are the same shape as the tail. Oh, wait, but the tail is also, it's also convex. That doesn't make any sense unless it flips inside out. Never mind. I don't know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so beyond them, yeah. uh, two two random-ass common Rider figures, uh, Gaim Drive Arms, mm -hmm. and Final Form Ride Deno. Oh, I remember that from your hall picture. I don't know where these came from. I don't know how you had these floating around. Like, Deno's 10 years old now. Yeah. Not the show, this actual figure. I don't know why it's gone this long unbought. I felt bad for it, but... 
Yeah, Deno, the show is um, it's actually what what year is it? Twenty. It's twelve. Yeah, twelve. It's twelve years old. Because it's two. It's two years behind. Decade. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, it's like just kind of super cool just to find those. Like they had a, uh, they they had the original Ryuki figures as well. I have like, almost all of those. Uh, the um like um the re- uh Rider and Monster. Like, I, yeah. Uh I almost like I should have gotten it just for pure value. But like there's also a part of me is like I don't know the characters well enough to even justify owning those, but they had the two pack of Ryuga and Fom for like twenty bucks. Oh, that's the Sochok Henshin versions. Uh I remember yeah. I got that in Japan. Oh, that's nostalgia. <laughs> Staring <laughs> off into the space into space again. But and and then beyond that, as previously mentioned, uh, there's a couple of Gundam models waiting to be built. Nice. Uh, wh- wh- which which one is the Master Gundam? The <laughs> Gundam. Yeah, Master Gundam. It's the black one with yeah. the the double cone head hair hat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's got the Rita Repulsa head going on. Yeah. No, um, it's hard for me to really take to a Gundam these days. I don't wa- I don't have time to watch the new series, so I have no idea what's going on. And most, most since most Gundams are inherently based on the the uh, the ERX seventy eight two, they they have a lot of design similarities that just keep me from getting interested in individual ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they do uh, ones like the Banshee. I love the Banshee. I don't have any Banshees, but I, I like I, I like the Unicorn in part because I first saw it when I was in Japan and I'd never seen anything like that before. And by proxy, I think the Banshee looks really freaking cool and I want to get one sometime. Yeah, like there's just certain aesthetics that are going to catch me and uh, gold gunmetal and inlaid glowing orange. Yeah. 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 That, that, you got me there. Yeah. That's that's in the build pile. And yeah, until my HLJ box gets here later this week, that's pretty much it for me. All right, yeah, yeah. So just a quick off topic for me. I was at Com Bravo uh, while I was there. There was a board game store in the mall connected to the hotel, is connected to the convention center because that Hamilton setup is sweet. Uh, and hey, Aaron, you know that Commander Anthology Volume Two that you got? So I've been mm-hmm. trying to find Volume One, and it has been going up in price ever since a few months ago. And so I've just been holding off. Okay. This store had one for retail price. So that was nice. my convention buy, basically my big convention buy. Um, I got to get some more sleeves for it because I double sleeve everything because I'm a lunatic. But uh, it has uh, one of the original commander decks that goes for lots of money or something back in the day. Um, like before this anthology came out, one of the decks in it cost the same as what the anthology cost because everyone wanted the commander. Okay. Um, so I forgot who she was now. Someone I sleeved. Heavenly Fire is the deck. Um, and then there was a a local Toronto. Uh, games development design company and i'm going to go find their twitter where i'm talking uh they were demoing a uh, an mma card game mma themed but but also very just martial arts themed with a little bit of fantasticalness to it but it's it's somewhat grounded it's called uh uncaged card game uh uncaged something or other the card game you pick a character you have a 25 card attack deck and a 25 card defense deck uh it's got like um states whether or not you're standing or on the ground basically um and it was a really good demo um 
So I, I and then they, I said, are you guys local? And they're like, yeah, we're based out of downtown Toronto. So I was like, I must support local. So I bought one of everything. Uh, starter set, there are two uh, expansions, Kung Fu and uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and then the deck building kit. Um, it wasn't all that expensive altogether. Uh, I, just, I just really, really liked what they were up to. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I then looked at all the cards, and then I was like, man, how does the, the games meta work for Constructed in this? So I asked them, and because they were the people who designed the game, they just kind of, like, told me some stuff that was really cool, like, about their design process and, like, what they... Like, you know, the way they make card counterparts for one another as they're designing stuff. Uh, they're about to have a Kickstarter for the next two expansions, which are Taekwondo and Pro Wrestling. Uh, and I went to check their subreddit, and if they're using the idea that was presented there, someone suggested an idea they seemed really into for Pro Wrestling, which is like, what if your, cause your combo in each, each exchange is five cards, and like, what if in Pro Wrestling the, the combo is lots of taunting and build up to one big move? And then when I, and they were like, that's cool. And I was sitting there going, like, if they think that's cool, then this might be my kind of game. Um, <laughs> it was, it's a really neat game. You like lay down like a face down five card combo. There's like a stamina system. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward, but like there's a decent meta going on and it's also in its nascency. So like that's another draw for the game. It's by Z Mind Games is the, the developer Z E Mind Games. Um, it's in its nascency to the point where, like, they're still working on the rules for, like, sideboarding, even, uh, in Constructed. And and they're still okay. developing, like, like they, they quietly have, like, like they were showing me, like, if you put all these cards together, you've kind of got 80% of a boxing deck that we've already seeded into the game. But we haven't made, like, a boxing expansion yet. Um, so the, the game is still in this stage where it's, like, very alive and growing, and it already has a solid base, and it's local, and it's karate stuff. So I was, like, I was kind of into it. Um, so I'm gonna try to get, I'm gonna try to run this game through some paces, give it a few more shots, and and try some stuff out. It was a really that's what happens when you have a good demo, I guess. And you say you're local. I'm very biased. I like local. Um, and that about does it for this podcast episode. So thank you all for tuning in. Hopefully this is at the tail end of me. I'm in the midst in real life, in real time. I'm in the midst of editing through all the TFCon stuff, which will then lead into the two podcasts we recorded since then, which then lead into this podcast. And ideally, when you're hearing this, that's because I've just been piling it all out. Um, and if you haven't, also please check the video versions of the TFCon things, because those are currently encoding and uploading. Um, and yeah, it was very fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing some stuff in Chicago uh, in a few months. So, uh, until then, thank you Aaron and TJ for joining me, thank you for listening, dear listener, and whatever you do, please stay safe so you can tell us how you're enjoying your toys uh, the next time. 